Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Okay, let's get right, to we are live on a, what is it, Wednesday. It's game day. It's game day. It's it's the day the NBA died, Aton. Oh, yeah, that's that's what I'm here. Well, Kawhi Leonard's only going to miss one game. This is a. I don't know. It said maybe the rest the rest of the series. Oh, who is who is that? The oh, uh, uh, Windy. Wolf? I think that's from Windy. A LeBron's guy. In fact, I think LeBron sent his hitman yeah, out right. you know, to in, to inject Chris Paul with the COVID vac COVID virus, and then he uh, he he hit uh, Kawhi on the knee, a la Galuli. Wow, this Boy. is what we're dealing with now. Yes, Jeff Galuli's out there. I'll tell you though, uh, Brian Winded may be off on this one. All right. Okay. I think Kawhi is going to be back. Look, Kyrie Irving is coming back at some point in these playoffs. Danny Green, you buried the lead. Danny Green is coming back oh. at some point. In these, now, look, we did have, and I'm not going to downplay it like it's nothing here, from Chris Paul to Kawhi Leonard. Hopefully, you've been scouring betting lines out there if you do that, waiting for this stuff to come back up, or you were savvy enough to jump in. I mean, look, it's a seven-point line right now with it re-upped on the books, so you've lost all the value. But point being is that, yes, Chris Paul is out. The good news is that they're off for at least a week, we would think. And then, now look at that. It actually works out for Chris Paul's favor because Chris Paul needs to be out seven to ten days, depending on testing and protocol. And from there, you essentially have a jazz win tonight. We can expect until Brian winded tells me otherwise we can expect that the Clippers are going to come back with Kawhi and win that game at home that's going to push it seven so that helps but right now tonight it sucks because you, there's no reason to watch the second game so I'll concede right. that right <laughs> at, le at least we can agree on that yes. after the after the Sixers dispose of the Hawks to take a 3-2 lead we can all go to bed 
Right, right. I, I, I'm definitely doing that. I'm out on watching that game now. I but thought yeah, you man. were in bed all last night. Aton and I are. We were fired up about that oh game last night, like going back and forth. No. And Barrett. I looked at Texas this morning. My phone was in my car. I went to a comedy club last night. Comedy Ray, club. It was his birthday. Yeah. And I'm watching this on a Tuesday. Can you believe that? I went out on a Tuesday. Wow. Well, and it was I'm, also on game five, right? I mean, this or game four. This and was I, a pivotal one. I know, man. I I I, I didn't see any of it. Unbelievable. Wow. It was horrible, I hate, man. I hate to you do missed it, the basketball you. game of the year. That was an incredible statement. Well, I looked, I looked. In, I looked before my phone died, and I, I saw that um, that uh, that they were they were up though. How, how did they end up losing the game? Kevin what happened? Durant. Kevin Durant. He happened. Forty nine <laughs> points in forty eight minutes. Get the heck out of here! What yeah, and, and Milwaukee, Milwaukee actually played similarly to the Sixers in that fourth second half, right. where they went from a, a a team that was passing the basketball around, getting great shots. Giannis was dominating, going to the rim. Then they started to play hero ball, and their defense lacked, and they couldn't yeah. they couldn't stop Kevin Durant. Well, yeah, it was really bad. Forty nine. Dang. I mean, I, I ain't seen him do that in a while. Yeah, I mean, I'm used to him going out and getting his, you know, his his his, you know, his average 30, 40, I mean, a 30, 35 a game, you know, but right. 49, 49. Yeah, it must have really thing. pissed him off. Harden, Harden had nothing. Really didn't do much. Right. He had nothing. But well, he, he was can, man. a lot. He was hamstring. Well, he had looks. It wasn't like he, it wasn't like he was just hobbling. I mean, he had looks and all, but he was forcing a lot of shots. So at that point, there really wasn't anybody else. Joe Harris. A lot of these guys are just product of it. Blake Griffin actually. Had a really good first half. I know they were down, but it could have been even worse if it weren't for guys like uh, Blake Griffin and Harris. Well, I'm looking at the numbers, man. I sold you down the river, bro. My fault, man. I said Harris was going to do all right. You should have went with Green like you said you were going to go. Or did you go with Green? None of those lineups won much money. I mean, I lost (laughs) money last night overall. But I knew that anyway going into a showdown slate because everybody wins and it's just all split up. But look, Kevin Durant, for all the people that have ripped him, criticized him, all the other stuff, that was – now, granted, we're talking about the second round, but that was one of these games where it was like nobody was around him at that point, helping him out. Mm-hmm. He right. had to do it. Now, look, to be fair, he was facilitating the hell out of the basketball, so let's not make it like nobody was scoring, but Durant was able to move the ball as well. I mean, that was total takeover. Total yeah. takeover. And Jeff Green, too, played an amazing game. I mean, yeah. he was unconscious. Green was 38 points in the third. Unconscious. Well, that's the thing. Uh, I forgot that, Harry. Thank you. It yeah. was Blake Griffin and Jeff Green in the first half that did a ton to prevent it probably from being like a 30-point deficit. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They scored 38 in the third, 33 in the fourth. Wow. They, You know, they, the Bucks must have pissed them off, man. Well, they, they were hitting everything, huh? They just couldn't. The Bucks were forcing, as Harry said. Bucks forced a lot of shots, a couple of bad looks. They mm-hmm. also missed shots. Bodenholzer and, was not his finest moment. I'll tell you that. No, yeah, uh, he got <laughs> he got thoroughly outcoached by yeah. a guy who wasn't even coaching. Right. How do you get outcoached by somebody who wasn't even coaching? Yeah, he, I'd say this Popovich <laughs> this Popovich tree is somewhat fraudulent. Oh yeah, yeah. It started with Brown, didn't That's it? That's exactly Brown? right. It started with Brown. Now, Ron's bailing on us, I'm seeing on the text board here. Is that right? Yeah. Why is that? Looks like Brendan's back in the house, though. That's good stuff, right? Oh, so I sent a phone number to Ron Uh, Culver. 
We've got Brendan in the house. Well, Brendan. I got to redirect that then. No, no, no. Ron, Ron's standing right there. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're confusing me. Radio He's leaving early. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Uh, it's a Wednesday, game day Wednesday right now as we are trying to get you ready here for – any level of excitement. I mean, man, if you guys have a pivot, by all means, like did somebody get cut on the Eagles or something? Because I think all of us agree. Look, we saw this already, right? Game two after they lose game one, the Sixers come back and the macro for Ben's micro, which is something's not working in the first half. Something changes at the half. They bounce back and it works. I think this is what we're going to see on a, as I said, a more macro level where the Sixers are going to bounce back in resounding fashion. It's at home in Philly. Come on. Yeah. Nobody really believes Who's ringing the bell. Iverson, I think, right? Is I'm it? not sure. Is that true? They got to come back with somebody impactful, man. They got to They got to bring in Ridiculous. a heavy hitter. I'm, I'm so out on the bell because of that. Because of you saying that statement, Barrett, and I'm not saying I'm out on you. It's I'm the saying, truth, man. But this is this is the problem that I have, man. Remember that stupid bamboo thing the Phillies had going for like two weeks, two years ago? The bamboo. Oh, yeah, in the locker room, the little yeah, bamboo yeah. tree. Yeah. Come oh, on, the bamboo Barrett. trees. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, remember yeah, yeah, Ricky yeah. Bowe was talking all right, about yep. it on NBC. Right, right, right. Not right, the right. big bamboo. Right. No, I think it was the big bamboo. <laughs> I think they took that over, the big bamboo. Oh, not ba- bamboo, not bambino, but bamboo. Yeah, not the great bambino. But come on. <laughs> yeah, why hell. is it that we always have these things and then we grow sick and tired of them? I'm out already. I I know. I am too. I Bro. am too. You don't need it. That's the thing. Like, this is a one seed. You secured home court. You shouldn't be in this position in the first place. So now it's like. I'm losing oh, bets man, and everything. I'm fired up, Allen Iver- like well, Joel Embiid on the on the court there. See, the problem is we never have a reservoir that's big enough of personalities to engage in things like this. And then they we always go back to the same old people. Same old. It's it's like a radio show using the same guests year after year after year after year. You're like enough, um, bro. At, with the Eagles, the Eagles had it all. They had it all going in, you know, in the right direction. 2017, they had shrines to people. Mm-hmm. They had everything you want, man. Everything you need, they had it, bro. Back at three on the network. No, I remember the Nick I'm, Foles shrine, Barrett. Yes, right? sir. Oh, yes, yeah. sir. Right. It helped, man. It helped. Then we had the dog mask too. I yeah, mean, it was right. great, bro. It was great, man. That lasted for what? How many weeks? Two weeks? Yeah, and, and they won a Super Bowl with it. And then we got tired of that, too. No, the dog mask. It was the ski masks that lasted two oh, weeks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Masks, the dog mask lasted until the Super Bowl. The ski mask was like, you know, something that, you know, all right, we're out on that. We, we're not going to really get started with that. We're going to leave that alone. And and it was gone in the, like in a blink. It got Kaiser Sosaid. Mm-hmm. It was out. Kind of like you last night. <laughs> Yo, I'm looking Just at these gone. 10, man. You guys were on fire last I know. Night, bro. I'm mad I missed that. It was a game of the year. We were telling you. What the hell? You should have well, stepped away from the comedy. I was out on that because I was listening to some funny dudes, bro. It was it was pretty good, man. Don't you get enough comedy on this show? <laughs> but I got to be a part of it, though. Jesus. I don't, I don't want to tell any jokes, man. I like listening to somebody tell jokes, man. 
Oh, right. Well, I got an email. I'm on this uh, email thing list from the Philly dot uh, com writers, and they send out a little thing every couple of days about the Eagles. It's always about the Eagles. You know, even in June, it's about the Eagles. Yeah, let's and I, back. And I was looking at the, uh, you know, what they were trying to, you know, get me excited about, and it was position battles. And I'm like, how many position battles really are there? So I looked at the email. There's like three. And you're even reaching because they're going Boston Scott right. for, the, for the second running back position. Right. Are you serious? Boston Scott. That is a pretty good, that, that is a pretty good um, position battle. I mean, the running so? back was it? Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at look who's it's there. A battle, but it's not a good, it's not like a good talent battling, though. Right. <laughs> well, you know, they got um they got the kid, uh, they got the kid from 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 Detroit. Um, what was his name? Um like the Auburn kid. He's got bad. Deron knees, Johnson. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Carry, carry on, carry, Johnson. Carry on, carry Johnson. On Johnson. Yeah. They got carry on Johnson. Right. They got Boston Scott. You know, they got dump truck. You know, he they 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 love him here. Uh, they got Kenneth Gainwell, the rookie. Well, right. I'd rather 14, just have yeah. it. I'd just rather just give it to Gainwell. Yeah. Well, I think he, they're fine put, with that. Well, you know, if you look at it, man, he um he sat out last year, the right. entire year. Yeah, I mean, he, he opted out. I can't wait. To, that's another thing. I can't wait to see these players that opted out la- um, last year and come in to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, will there will there will they be up to speed enough? To compete because it's hard enough transitioning from college to the NFL without you know with playing in a season right. and learning for a season, but then not playing for a whole season. I mean, this kid only played one season, rather one right. season, but that one season was a, it was pretty good. Yeah, over fourteen hundred yards, six hundred yards passing. All right, let's come back to that. Though. I think that's presented by Rocket get Mortgage. Live from that's the O'Reilly Auto Parts interesting. Studios. Here's Aton Shander. This is interesting. Brooks. And Harry Mays. Durant for three. And the Mets lead for the first time since the opening minute when they were up 2 nothing. Not only has he played every minute of this game, but he's been involved in most of the sets offensively, creating for himself or his teammates. Just so impressive, Mark. And Durant on two hits again. This is a classic game. For Kevin Durant. There you have it. 43 points. Marv yeah. and Grant Hill. Marv was good oh. last night. That's a younger Marv, too, right? The son Marv, right? No, no, no. no, no, that's, no, no, Kenny. no. Oh, that's, that's Kenny. That's oh, okay. Kenny. Kenny's the son. Marv is Marv. There is yeah. no other Marv. Right. That's the biter. There's a Merv. There was Merv Griffin, but it's Marv Albert. Right. Marv. Yeah. Yeah. And the three-man booth aside, it was just he and Grant Hill. I thought Grant did pretty good last I night. I did, too. Yeah, and Marv, I think, is is definitely not the – he's he's a little subdued because he's up there, but he has this delivery. Yeah. And he's perfect, too, to where, like, you hear the bucket. Like, that was perfect. Mm-hmm. The you, you got the analysis, and that wasn't chopped up or anything. Now, granted, we, you know, we have the cut from the sheet, so somebody took it, but that – that's real time there as far as like Marv with the great timing. So even if Grant Hill was a bumbling fool, which he's not, he was actually really sharp last night and on the money with a lot of analysis and kind of predictive analysis. It's Marv's going to make it work, but I like those two. So do I working together. Yeah. So do I I prefer the two man booth to the three when doing a game. Oh yeah. You fall over each other. If you do a three man booth, I I don't like, you know, even when I do color analysts, 
Three three man is hard, man, because you don't know when to step in, when not mm-hmm. to step in. You know, that's that's tough. And you know, you gotta be really good as a play by play guy to, to work with three people. Now really Breen does a fantastic job, yeah. don't get me wrong. And and that that might be the best three man group uh as far as play by play guys around. Mark not Jackson, Van Gundy, not the blue man group. Are they still around? Are they, are they still a thing in Vegas? I don't know. Yeah, they are in Vegas. Yes. Yeah. Remember when they were the rage? Like oh, yeah. they were, they were yeah, huge. all the rage. Yes. Yeah. It's like Jabberwockies. They were like the Jabberwockies. Now they were bigger than Jabberwockies. What? You don't know Jabberwockies. That's, that is See, I got Star to school Wars you thing? guys again. Is that man. A Star Wars thing? No, they're actually a dance group. Oh my God. Really? Yes, a dance group. From where? I don't know. You think I'm watching dance group? Wait a second. Yeah, you know, you guys don't watch Les Twins, Lay Twins, Les Twins, Lay Twins. Are they are they on the on the side stage or the main stage? They're the main. Bro, they dance for all the heavy hitters like Beyonce. Okay. Yeah, they're dancing. How would you know the specifics? Because Jabberwockies, they dance with Shaq. That's how I know them. Who? They dance with Shaq. Yeah. When did Shaq have dancers like back when he was rapping? Like, no, when he like, yes? the All Star game, look up All Star game, Jabberwocky Shack. Look it up right now, man. Oh my God, that's a mouthful. All Star <laughs> game, Jabberwocky Shack. Yeah. I don't know if I, <laughs> I can even type that. My Google search won't take that. Right? And then, oh, look up Les Twins and Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, those are late twins. No. <laughs> oh, Joey B, come on, man. Yeah. We're not going to get on Kendra Lust boobs. Right, that's, that's a good workout of Joey B on the stream. Now, I gotta, yeah, I gotta back, give him. you know, it's, that's what happens. Back from Hawaii, and good morning, mom. There. Oh, he's 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 on fire already, yeah, absolutely. And I'm not even fused, I was I was fused last night. Yeah, I went, with the, I went with the crown and coke last night. There, oh, man. yeah, crown and coke, man. Yeah, yeah, clearly, we were trying to get you to retweet under your blue check mark some <laughs> yeah. things for the show, and that got totally that was uninfused. You were unenthused. Oh, yeah. But you were infused. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Meanwhile, we were entertained. Now, did you guys hear what happened at the half? Did you what? see this or hear this? I oh, know with Patrick Charles. Returned. Yes. Yes. I think the Milwaukee Bucks are going to win the world championship. I really do. But they got to be the dumbest team. <laughs> <laughs> they make between <laughs> stupid fouls and bad shots, not taking advantage of mismatches. There you have it. Yeah, Still, he's it, right. But well, he's not right about them winning the world championship. No, no, no. I'm talking about them being one of the dumbest teams and some yeah. of the things that they don't do well. They have a terrible coach. Yeah, he's awful. He's got to get now. He, they had a timeout to, to use last night, and they should have used it because they took another awful shot early in the shot clock, late in that game, that clanked off the rim and basically essentially lost them the game. Yeah, it, it looked it looked like a total loss mm-hmm. right there. Total loss. And that's the thing. Now, Stan Van Gundy's out. This change is about, man. Change is about right now in the NBA. It's not just Chris Paul and Kawhi Leonard out. Coach is going down now, too. You see this? One year in New Orleans, and he's out. Wow, man. It's cutthroat it. down there. Wow, it's tough. Well, somebody has- don't hate to do it to you. Believe that. Somebody needed to take the fall for a bad season. Now, I'm not saying that he's he's a fantastic coach. I'm just saying a lot of things happened on purpose. 
you lose Anthony Davis a year and a half ago, right? Like mm-hmm. guys aren't improving fast enough, but still Zion's been hurt a bunch. Ball was hurt too. It's, I don't know. Just saying that it wouldn't be surprising to me if we saw at the end of this series, Milwaukee lose and Budenholzer is either out or there are significant reports that come out that say this is it for him. Yeah, I, I, w- I would I would concur with that. And the other thing is, because you, you brought up Charles Barkley, did you see that Barkley uh, is getting frustrated with the folks at TNT no. uh, because he says they can't have fun anymore? And oh, he's right? probably going to leave. Whoa. Yeah. You got to have threat- fun, man. You got to have fun. So Come they're on, trying man. to stifle Charles. You can't well, stop that creative what's juice. Fun, though? What's he talking about? Well, I mean, they, I think, you know, remember when he used to say, they used to say about those big old women down in San Antonio, who became a running joke on the show and okay. they just kept on doing it. Like they're telling him not, you know, they don't want him doing that anymore and a bunch of other stuff. Well, you know, the political correctness has just like invaded now. They're trying well, to hold on a they're trying to you know stifle Charles. What's the other stuff though? Well, you want me to get a put a list together? No, no, no. I thought that I thought that they, like he said something. That's all. Like I thought that there's something out there. I, look, well, fun I, as in you know they want to. I don't stick like the dive basketball. into the pool by, and it, it works both ways for everybody. I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. I'd give Chuck the benefit of the doubt on the flip side too if TNT came out. And, and ripped him. I'm just saying, like, is it just that? Meaning, like, only just that? All right, I'm going to look. I have here Sports Illustrated's Twitter feed, at SI Now. Charles Barkley sounded off after okay. Turner higher-ups put an end to his long-running joke mocking women of San Antonio. And then there's a link to an article. I'll okay. pull up the article and see if there's any other references. No, because I'm curious, like, if there's stuff on the show that they were doing that they thought was too much, if his bits or ideas of content have been shot down, or if there's stuff that's like they were making fun of Kevin Herter and somebody up top was like, you can't do that. You know, stuff right. like that. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. I'm not downplaying it. If it's just that one thing, then while I would disagree with TNT doing that, do you think it still warrants him coming out and playing like, oh my God, I'm being stifled? It's well, like, ma- I- you know, maybe this is a negotiation tactic from Charles. I don't know. I think it's more so he just wants to be able to say whatever the heck he wants to say. You know, like kind of what we do. That's why you show. want Charles Barkley. You that, want him to be able to say that. That's the sole purpose. Things, right? Yeah, that's the sole yeah. purpose what you want from him. You know what I mean? You're going to get everything from Charles. It's like you get everything from the middle. Oh, that's good work by you, Joy B. He left for 22 days, and all three vehicles started. That must he must have plugged them up. Because let me leave for two weeks, and none of my cars will start. Are you serious? <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. Gremlins, I guess. Or it might just me in my handiwork, you know, with me working on them. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> That was a non sequitur if I ever heard one. All right. Well, speaking of which, I did see on Twitter that you watched an episode of Black Mirror. Yes, I did. Yesterday uh, afternoon. Now, we're going to take a break in about 30 seconds here. And I got the, yeah, I, I saw the episode you wanted me to see, too. Which one? The Black Mirror of on um with the hamster. With the, I mean, a gerbil or whatever it is. Crocodile. At the oh, end. you watched Crocodile. Yeah. I watched the other one. Okay, don't say anything here. Yeah. <laughs> This is going to be interesting because I want Harry to watch. All right, we're going to have to figure this out here, right? We're going to have to break in a second, but I want Harry to watch Crocodile 
But I also want to hear what Barrett has to say about it without giving away what the episode's contents are. Is that can that happen? Or should yeah. we not talk about Crocodile until Harry? No, I can do it. I can navigate it for you. I All right. I trust you, Barrett. That's why yeah. I bring this up. Okay. Is that fair? Did you Let's lose? Make it that? happen. All right. Now you're listening, watching the middle, the Jacob Media YouTube page, live and local from the Fritz and B and Cooley Law Studios here. Now, a reminder, if you do know someone who suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz directly, a tough lawyer for a tough town. The Middle here, sponsored by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to steersnacks.com. We ask one thing. You leave us a like, you subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel, and you hold tight on SportsMap Radio. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. So, what are you? Black Mirror. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. We've got about 25 seconds or so. So, give us give us the quick thumbs up, thumbs down. Well, it was deeply disturbing, yeah. in my view. Um, depressing, uh, dystopian nightmare is how I described it. 
and you know, it was hard to watch. It really was. What, and it was a was big surprise one? at the end. I'll give you that. I mean, it shocked me. Well, that's that's what I think truly is. Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. So Harry finally gets around to watching my favorite show ever on television. That's not a comedy. And, well, I shouldn't say that because the wire and the other stuff. This is no comedy. No, no, no. This is no comedy, and and nor is this anything that you can really put into it. Now, my favorite episode in the entire series, Barrett watch so we can't rip him or at least i refuse to rip this man for missing the game of the century last night because he actually sat down and watched an episode of black mirror he is absolved at least in my book i watched a couple of them actually oh my god oh see harry all right so you have you not seen white bear the one that harry watched which one's white bear i don't know the names of them it's just the uh the one in which the woman is trapped living the same life over and over again day after day and they follow her around with the cell phone cameras everybody's filming her no i didn't see that one the the game show one i I, I thought you were talking about the game show uh, game show one is is i think a lot of of, like me on twitter is is your boy from uh get out yeah 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 system and then finally being brought into it but here's the thing uh looking at white beard i'm just curious because you've seen a couple so you're now fully inundated of the show yes. this is harry's first experience into the show and i wanted you to watch one of these top episodes for me harry because not only is it a mind bleep as mm-hmm. far as how it ends but it's such like we're, we're like not even 20 years or 50, we're like two years away from this we're like oh, and i think we're in this yeah, Actually, yeah, yeah. I, I really do. And yeah, it was disturbing in that in that way. Um, it was dark. Um, you know, the whole dystopian type of, of setting. Um, you know, but I, I gotta admit, it was 48 minutes, I think. It wasn't an hour and a half like you had uh, thought, no, led it, me to believe. It's the last one in each in each season is the longer ones. That's oh, my, okay. My but it was like 45 to 49 minutes, and I gotta be honest, it flew by. Yeah. I mean, I was I was deeply locked into it. Yeah. And then they surprise you. I mean, they they like whack you across the head in this episode where I'm like, oh, my God. So in that way, I was blown away by it. And I guess that's a good thing. But it was just so dark and disturbing that I I kind of felt a little kind of felt a little uncomfortable. That's what it's meant to do, though. I guess like that episode alone. It's like you you're watching you're watching this woman live this life of torture throughout every day of her life mm-hmm. and then you find out that it's a prison sentence because she committed one of the most heinous acts you could possibly commit right and she's sentenced to live this life of terror one day at a time until her sentence is literally crossed off and she's done right right uh, right yeah they x out the days of the calendar and stuff and, and it's crazy and what happens is they turn this into an amusement park right it was like a game show almost yes. like, or an amusement yeah an amusement park and and you're told ahead of time like you're told at a zoo or like you're told at an attraction a circus or wherever it may be like don't get so, too close exactly right right film everything film everything and and it's like don't feed the animals. No. And, and at one point, you're thinking to yourself, these people who are there participating in this are monsters. And then at the same time, you're thinking, well, what about the person who committed the crime in the first place to be in that situation? Like, how much sorry can you truly be? It, it's right. really and it, it's done in on purpose. It's done with these major statements. But I think it's it's meant to tear at you. And look, mm-hmm. it, I told you. 
It's yeah. gonna wear on you. Yeah. It's gonna wear I on you. I couldn't watch the other. I was gonna watch Crocodile. Oh, I, had, no, no. I had all intentions of watching both. And after that, the white bear, I'm like, I'm out for tonight. I need some basketball. Here's the thing, and Barrett's gonna tell you this. Crocodile is better than white bear, and you are going to feel like you're you're gonna need a nap. Like you're just gonna need or, or like you're just gonna need to walk out and and like just get outside. Like it's 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 an episode of television that is so utterly compelling, yet is so difficult to watch. It's mm. crazy. Great. I can't wait. Bro, all I'm going to say is, <laughs> I mean, they take a, they take a, 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 they take a woman that, you know, just a regular old nice woman that just turn her into a, you know, a, 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 a fiend, a, 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 just a really, really bad lady. I mean, it's, it's crazy the stuff that she does, man. Is she it's, one of those big old women from San Antonio? No, <laughs> no. She's, no, she's one of those skinny no. women from Iceland. It looks oh, like. okay. right, okay. right, like like Bjork. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she just is, she just is meek and normal at first, and then when you see what she becomes, you can be like, damn. I mean, you can't. You, you know, she hated to do it to everybody. Put it like that. Really? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's and, and again, it's all about this piece of technology, the recaller. Yeah. And yeah. and how everybody's brain is essentially photographic at this point. And every if you've seen something, you're a liability. And, and it, it is it, it's it unfolds, right? It's like house of cards coming unfold. Well, what was the the Schwarzenegger movie from the 80s? Total Recall. Total Recall. That, that I got a little bit of that from the episode I watched. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's 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 like that. It's like they uh the box that they use is is you can't not do it unless you want police involved and you do it and police it's it's crazy because you really it. don't have you don't have you don't have a, a a reason not or a reason to do it but you have to do it but you don't want to do it right but it has to be done it's, right. it's crazy how they they, they make and then your, you hate to do it yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. All, all the and, and and yeah, I'll help you just with a couple of details without giving too much away. Is it, it's all with this piece of technology that's used by insurance agents that's used yeah. to mm -hmm. validate insurance claims. So, but it was it was it was outlawed by police enforcement, though they can't mm -hmm. use it. police correct. enforcement can't use it. Correct. Good pickup on that episode. Yeah, they they, so, they can't uh, use it, but the insurance locked in can. on this, man. Yeah. yeah oh man. And, and how about you talk about a twist at the end? Now again, it's gut wrenching to have to go through that. But you mentioned the hamster. Then yeah. uh, come on, that's some serious writing right there, Barrett. Uh, and 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 the the child being blind. I mean, that's just. Well, yeah. Don't don't say too much now. Yeah. Come on now. All right. Oh. Well, R Ryan Neff right. on the stream we're says good. it sounds like we're describing we're the Hawks Sixers series in code. <laughs> No, 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 no! This thing is over. All right, you, you won't need you won't need any subtle twists or anything like that. This thing is. Look, I, I'll tell you this: I don't know what's going to happen Game Six, and we'll talk about Game Six once Game Five happens. I don't want to get too far ahead of it, but look, the reality is, is that Game Five is going to happen, and the Sixers are going to win tonight. And then we get into this big conversation about Game Six. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the Sixers, to be honest, have two paths here, right? They can clearly go out and handle victory tonight and go out and knock off Atlanta in six games. And we kind of look back and say, all right, game one was an, the anomaly in this series, and they did get one. Like, they got one at home. Okay, fine. Like, you kind of hand it to that. It's kind of like Sixers on the books in six, but in reality, it's kind of like five and a half. 
Yeah, right. If they lose game six and this sucker goes seven. I hate to do it to you if we have to go seven. Well, we got Tom Byrne coming on in a few minutes to talk NBA from Sirius XM NBA channel and Mad Dog Sports Radio. Right. One of our our former colleagues. A a colleague of all three of ours. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is he going to give out any plays? Uh, Maybe. Uh, you can you can mine him. We'll let you ask one of your mining questions. <laughs> nah, I'm good. you know he, you know he tries to sugarcoat it too. He tries to sneak oh, yeah. it on him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I got yeah. some good soccer stuff. I had to live bet the hell out of Russia today, man. I tell you, there were two really bad, bad. Now there's a difference between a bad beat and just a bad loss, right? Mm-hmm. So yesterday, no goals. The total was two and a half in this Portugal Hungary game. 84 minutes into the game, you get a goal. And you think, all right, you're riding under two and a half, no problem. Then, right after that, Ronaldo scores. So, it's 2 nothing, 2-0. Yeah, now you're approaching injury time. All right, right. right. Two and a half, three minutes of injury time, and you're just finished sweating out and under two and a half. And this guy comes in again, Ronaldo, and he bolts one in on injury time, and it goes over two and a half. There you now go. That was brutal. That's I got a bad one. The same way on a halftime, full-time ticket today with Russia, Harry. Wow. Injury time. Injury time. Russia breaks the tie in the first half. I had a tie and then Russia, halftime, full-time ticket. And wow. Russia breaks the tie two minutes into injury time in the first half. <sighs> if it wasn't for me live betting Russian ping pong this morning, I'd be I'd be pretty upset. Russian Li- ping Live pong. betting a fixed sport. I love that. Well, here's here's I found something out for you. All right, I'm going to tell you this real quick. Nobody else knows about this. Okay, you watch these ping pong matches. Okay, mm-hmm. the guy who wins the first set, look what happens after or loses the first set. It's a, it's a very simple code here. Drop the first set, win the second set, positive money, bet him. All right, mm. drop the first set, win the second set. If he's plus money, bet him. There you have it. It worked. Nah. It, it's work. It's working for me more often than not. I'm in the. Wow, you found the formula. I'm oh, in the sixty percent clip here with these. Okay, Harry. Harry. Yeah. How the hell do you find ping pong games in Russia? How? How? Who? Well, it's what? on his betting app. I, I, I've known about this like, since last year. The Philly Godfather was all over it. That, oh man, that's crazy you, to me. You think Russia's yeah. just? Fixing elections and soccer games. No, they're fixing Ping soccer pong. games too. That's right. right. Tom Burns going to join us coming up next. All here on the middle. Oh man. Oh, oh man. How about Brooke Lopez last night? Yeah, with those threes. So all day he sat at minus. It was minus one eighty, and it moved all the way up to minus two fifty. And what was the for- number? Over a half a three. Oh, wow. So I was really tempted at minus 180. I was really tempted to just take like, you know, $1,000 or something, right? Just destroy that. Just destroy it. So then it moves right before tip. It moves to over one and a half threes. And guess what? At plus 130. Hmm. What the hell is that? So I just smashed that instead. I saw uh, Joe Tanzi from The Gambler hit Brooke Lopez Three plus threes at uh, plus three thousand. Wow! Yeah, I think that's a smaller market that not enough people are paying attention to. Brooke Lopez threes went three and three last night in the props. 
but all the positive ones hit. So take that for what it's worth. I have it down to six and a half now. The the point spread for tonight. Yeah. Mm. I have five different tickets anchored with this Sixers <laughs> money line. Do you just keep all the money in just one account and you just use that account just, just to, to bet with? Yeah. That's what's yeah. up, man. Well, I was so, doing the show with Fox Bet for that for a while, right? So it was just easy to have everything in, in Fox Bet. I did have money in Barstool for a little bit, but it took me so long. I told you how ridiculous it was to withdraw money. Although I will say I've been getting capped a little bit now. They, uh, oh, yeah, they're on to you. Well, I've been making some bets out of betting pattern because I'm tailing my buddy here who does a lot with soccer. And I told you, I did really well in the French Open, just tailing them. <laughs> it's amazing. Do you ever take out the account or you just leave it in there? Uh, if I take it out, it's to replenish my DFS account because I get my ass kicked a lot in that. He just so. moves money to another account. No, no, no. I, I don't. I really only use one book now. It's stupid. I know, but I have a lot of money in this one because I, I was using it for Fox Bet the whole time. Like I had to use Fox screen caps for Fox, so that's why I had to do that. Look, Scotty Brooks out. Scotty Brooks won't see him no more. He's gone. No, no, you won't. No, you won't. He'll probably resurface with another team. He's one of those retread guys. No, you know what? He's he's one of those guys that you know what uh, after. They're just so bad that they're starting from scratch and they need somebody to take the blunt of all those blows. He's that guy. He's that guy that a fan base could just say, oh, I'm out on them and they'll mm -hmm. be good with it. So they get all their first round draft picks, kind of like what they did at Brown. Yeah. And once they build all their first round draft picks, then they'll, you know, when they start getting looking like they're going to get better, then they'll fire them. And they them blow them out. out. Yeah. Yeah. This is The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, well, it's been a long time since I think all three of us have had an on-air, unless Harry is sneaking visits on this man's Sirius XM show without telling us. I think it's been a long time since the three of us collectively and individually have had on-air conversations with Tom Byrne, our own, meaning Philadelphia's own. Tom. Yeah, well, I haven't had any conversations with him, but I've heard him on the on the Sirius yeah, XM NBA and, of course, the Mad Dog Mad Sports Dog Radio. Radio. But I, I haven't had a personal interaction with him in so long that he blew out my phone number from his phone and didn't <laughs> even know who I was when I was efforting him for the show today. Wow, Tom. That's how long it's been. Would you like to respond first and foremost to that accusation, sir? Well, first and foremost, I admit I'm a moron. I, while I can come up with all the statistical models you need, I cannot figure out iCloud. So every time my dumbass walks into my pool with my phone in my pocket, I'm down another $800, going to get another phone, and starting over with the contact. So I do have a legit excuse. And by the way, I'll be more than happy to put you guys to work. I let my producer do all the book, and I'm lazy like that. But I will be flipping my numbers to him, so expect a couple calls. Well, do you even have our numbers? To be fair. <laughs> he has mine. He has mine. <laughs> no, I know you do. It was a joke. Jeez, guys. Did you not hear what he just said about the pool? This is what I deal with, Burn. <laughs> 
I did check, Aton. I still have your latest number, whichever one that is. Well, to I be fair, you yeah. Five different numbers. Yes, it's true. I do change my number. Oh, that, that was my old life where I had to yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. When he had burner right. phones. Right, yeah. right. When I, when I used to text. I text him for a look. Well, I text him for like a month straight. <laughs> the wrong phone. We were doing a show. He was texting me a month straight. He was texting another yeah. number, Tom. <laughs> I, I'm glad to hear things haven't really changed much since when we were hanging out. That's no. Great. no, no, not at all. Now, now, Tom right now is is burning his uh, his hide down at the Jersey Shore right now. He's red as a lobster. That's why he didn't want to come on. Uh, the visually, he's gonna have to, you know, we have to wait until that that burn cools off. It's not Tom Burn, it's burned Tom Burn uh, today <laughs> on the show. But I gotta ask you, Tom, uh, you know, all these injuries in the NBA uh, was was last night or this morning, the day the NBA playoffs blew up. What's your take on all these injuries? Yeah, first and foremost, these ten to twelve minutes outside from under my umbrella are gonna cost me. So keep that in mind. There's a sacrifice. There's no question. But as far as today is concerned, oh, my God, I couldn't believe it. First of all, I'm annoyed because I didn't get the Kawhi Leonard alert. Didn't mm. really get the alert. So I wanted to hit Utah at two and a half. Nope. Now I'm looking at seven, seven and a half. That's a major difference. You know he's worth about five points. He's been phenomenal. Paul George has played better, but you got to think Utah's in control now. I actually think Jazz basketball has been a little slept on all year. They've been phenomenal. I know they don't have a typical, you know, top five to ten dominant player in the world. As great as Mitchell is, Gobert is. Guys don't really look at them that way, and they are the Jazz. But this team has been consistently dominant from the get-go. That's why I had them representing the West even before the Kawhi injury. Think about it. Mike Conley hasn't even played in this series. So who knows when he returns. Yeah, the Kawhi news is big. Sam Van Gundy, that's not a huge surprise. And also, don't forget about Chris Paul. I mean, my God, he just gets back from the shoulder injury in terms of being closer to 100%. And now it looks like he might have to miss the entirety of the Western Finals. What a morning. No question, man. And, and, and Tom, you know, looking at looking at the, you know, both sides of this this country, man, the East and the West. How did it flip like this? How did the East become such a dominant force in the playoffs? When I'm looking at um looking at the West, I, I think right now the East are, you know, probably the better teams in all, you know, going into this uh into the playoffs. Yeah, listen, the East has always been very good. I mean, I know a lot of people like to crown the West before the fact, and I got it. LeBron's in the West and they're the Lakers, and they're always going to get the discussion, and Utah's been great, as I mentioned, and we know the Clippers have talent. But the reality is Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn, those three all year have been as good as anybody. Brooklyn, when they're healthy, guys, you know this, is the best team out there, but they just can't stay healthy, and they also can't defend, although you wouldn't be able to tell in this Milwaukee series. I think that's as much about the Bucks and what they're not doing than it is Brooklyn all of a sudden being better on the defensive end. The East definitely has a chance to win a chip. Guys, it's there for the taking for Philly. It's such a shame that Embiid's dealing with his torn lateral meniscus. Let's hope it's less excusable, but let's hope he just stunk in that second half last game and that it's not a situation where all the attrition is killing that right knee because if that's the case, they're in trouble. If he just struggled, then it's not that big a deal because one thing about Embiid, man, he is the type of dude, he's going to turn around now, he'll listen to Capella talk about Embiid being fatigued and not the same player when he is fatigued. That's not even all that spicy trash talk, but Embiid's going to take that personal. Just like he did in game two when Capella threw the, threw the lob down, and on the next play, I think Embiid picked up Capella and dunked him. He loves that sort of thing. So I think Embiid's going to be in for a big, big game in game five. Philadelphia has as good a chance as anybody right now it's almost as if who can stay healthiest is going to win this thing. Yeah, and the problem, though, is that with the Sixers, it's not like 
okay, you're coming back from an injury. Just get back. Like Kyrie, just get back from the ankle. Chris Paul, just get back from the COVID, the positive test. Or Kawhi Leonard, just get back from this injury. The problem that we have is Embiid can come back, but we still have this threat that hovers of any given moment, any given game. Yeah, I know. It's awful. Embiid's in a snorkel grade. He really is, but it's frustrating because he just can't stay healthy. Now, that's not necessarily his fault. No, 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 no. Not at all. Right. I mean, Anthony Davis, same thing. I give AD credit for trying to cut it out, but that didn't work out. You know, he's got a big frame, and he's always injured, but when he does play, it's as dominant as anybody. So, hopefully, they can continue to manage this, and you guys know this. You've been watching all year. This team's legit. They finally surrounded Embiid and Simmons with some shooters. The series really flipped when Doc Rivers came to his senses. What he was doing with Danny Green, who's 98 years old, on Trey Young, <laughs> first half of game one, I'll never know. Then finally, somebody told him, hey, Doc, we have two of the elite perimeter defenders in the sport. Why not throw Simmons and or Thibel at him? And since that point, Trey Young really hasn't been as great. I mean, it's all relative. But even last game, people were celebrating Trey Young, and I get it. He had 18 assists, but he had 25 points on 26 shots. Philadelphia will take that. Philly is clearly still the elite team in this series. I'd be surprised they don't win and cover tonight. But like you said, Aton, there's always a chance that MB could be grabbing at his right knee, take a trip to the locker room. And if that's the case, our hopes are pretty much sunk. Yeah, and now even Trey Young, uh, prior to the last game, has some mysterious shoulder ailment uh, that nobody knew about. But follow Tom Byrne on Twitter, at one, the number one, Tom Byrne, and catch him on Sirius XM NBA post-game shows and also on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Now, Tom, i got to get your take, because we haven't talked in a while, on Ben Simmons, one of the more frustrating yet super uber-talented players uh, in Philadelphia and in, in the NBA, tremendous defensive player, maybe the best in the league outside of Gobert. Uh, but offensively, you'll see him, you know, in flashes, be able to take over a game a la Giannis or even a, like a LeBron getting to the rim, but refuses to shoot. What's your overall assessment of Ben Simmons? I'm pro Simmons, but at the same time, it's frustrating because the thing that bugs me is he's not the best person of himself. If he would just be more aggressive and trust himself around the rim more, he would be a top 10 player in the world. What can he do outside of not shoot the ball? I mean, he does everything else at an elite level, but he has no trust in himself. And what I can't stand is we've seen him in the past, game three, for example, third quarter. He puts his head down, gets to the rim, and dominates without taking any mid-range or, of course, three-point shots. But he doesn't even allow himself to do that more times than not. I just don't get it. That said, guys, I would change the way the Hall of Fame runs things because I think they let way too many people in. But under the, I think anyway, under the current rules, I don't see how Ben Simmons doesn't make the Hall of Fame. Think about that. I mean, he's already been all NBA. He's already been defensive, you know, first team. He's already made three all-star games. Unless he has a major injury, he still has about eight to ten years of prime basketball. He's going to make double-digit all-star games. You are an absolute stone-cold lock. I mean, you got idiots out here saying Andre Iguodala is a Hall of Famer. Think about that for a minute. Ben Simmons is going to be a Hall of Famer. So I, I do think that sometimes we need to step back and remember what we have here. But I do get the frustration at the same time because he's not the best version of himself because for whatever reason, he does not want to dominate offensively when he seemingly has the capability of doing so. Go ahead, do, you th- do you think at this point that um, that this this Sixers team is, is is complete enough to 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 take it to another level to to beat um, any team in the East? 
Yeah, unless Brooklyn's 100% healthy, Barrett, then I think they have a major issue. But it doesn't appear Brooklyn's going to be 100% healthy. Now, we know Philadelphia's not going to be 100% healthy, but the difference is we've seen Joel Embiid outside of one half dominate despite the injury. We saw James Harden come back, and Harden was absolutely horrific. How Steve Nash even played him 46 minutes is beyond me, but that's also telling Mike Grudenow and company didn't do enough to take advantage of Harden on the defensive end. But Kyrie, you know, that's a high ankle sprain. Who knows if he's going to be 100%. I would expect him to play in the Eastern Final, but that's going to be a problem for them. So considering that they might even have worse issues than Philadelphia, of course, in the injury department, I think Philadelphia could beat anybody in the East, whether it's Milwaukee, and they've been horrific for the most part in this Brooklyn series, or Brooklyn, just based on the idea Brooklyn's got too many injury concerns. You know, here's the one thing that I, I am outside of injury. And, and I think that we look at the Sixers, what they've accomplished. Clearly, three guys in the top 10, you could probably argue top seven defensively in the NBA right now. Doc Rivers has them believing and everybody's playing like, especially the starting five, like a cohesive unit. But I'm concerned that it's not so much injury. It's like what we saw in that fourth quarter. If Tobias Harris or Seth Curry are taken out of a basketball game, you are really down to like one and a half dudes who can create their own shot and get buckets. And that's a problem for any team, Tom, deep into the playoffs. Yeah, that's always the issue when your best player is a big, right? You know, no doubt about it. Even Denver found that out. And Nikola Jokic is a facilitator more so than any other five in the league. But even still, without that second primary creator, they found themselves in major trouble. Now, Philadelphia, listen, Seth Curry's great a little bit, not that much. Tobias Harris isn't bad. To your point, the end-game scenarios are a little tricky for Doc Rivers and company. But that said, they still got a good look last game. I mean, they got yeah. Doc. Doc did a nice job getting Embiid going to the rim, and he just missed the bunny. And I don't know what Jake Milton was doing on that final play. They obviously drew something up on the prior timeout when they were looking to see who was out on. Jake was just going to run the play no matter what, apparently, because, man, he had a wide-open look, and he gave it to Seth, who obviously had a double clutch. But to your point, anytime you have a big, you can't just give him the ball 75 feet away from the bucket and say, all right, go get a two, big fella. You know, you got to get it to him in his spot. So it is a little trickier for Philadelphia in that respect, and that's when Tobias Harris has to step up his game, because that's not where Ben Simmons is going to help you, because of everything we already discussed, most especially his lousy free-throw shooting. All right, Tom, what's what's the beverage of choice on the beach today, and what SPF do you have on currently? White Claw. Well, the beverage of choice is the water to go along with a couple gummies, if you know what I mean. Uh, right, right. I mean, uh, well, it's legal, right? Is it legal in Jersey? Oh, that's true, I guess. Well, I don't think it is yet. But it's on the way here in Jersey. So that's no, it is. Need to be it is. It is. Barrett it says is. it yeah, is. It is. Oh, in that case, well, gummies for everybody then. I'm just <laughs> you, can always, you can always stop back home in PA, too, and you can get them for days, all right? They don't have gummies at the dispensary. They have pills. And they oh, work pills. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, now the conversation's going in the other direction. The cards, you know, are they the real ones? So we got to get Philadelphia and Pennsylvania up on the times, man. Come I on. agree. What are you talking about? I, I, I have a legalized card for – I'm up for my renewal right now. I just got a text today for a renewal. It's down the street for me. I walk in. I walk out. They've got curbside service here, Tom. It's easier to get a bag of Bud than it is to get a Big Mac. Well, like I said, I got your number eight time. So I'm really <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> so, SPF 50? 
Yeah, uh, 75 I'm working with. Wow. Today. Look at that. See? Uh, wow. 75. Jesus. My God. Are, are you unable to get any sun at all on you? <laughs> are you? Actually, I can a little bit. But I know you're Irish, but my God, sir. <laughs> Hey, man, it takes some time for some of us, you know? You know, if by the end of the summer, I might look half decent. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, miss man. you, Tom. Miss you, man. Yeah, miss great you. stuff, man. Can we do this again but see you when you're back from the beach? You'll lose viewers if they're going to look at my ugly mug. <laughs> no, no, trust no, me. No, 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 no. <laughs> if they're already here for us, you Right, better... right. All right. Yeah. I mean, gee whiz. <laughs> uh, come on. All right, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, geez, this is what we're gonna do now. I gotta listen to Harry Mays, Aton Jenner, Tom Burns. Oh my god! Yeah, dog. Nick, hey, time you see dog, ask him about the Yule log. All right, I used that as my intro yeah. way back. He he's, he was on the air ripping a you know what out of me to Tory, saying we were right. better off playing the Yule log than Chandler. <laughs> But you, well, it's a different world now. You guys know that. I haven't been to New York in literally about six, seven years. That's it's true. Crazy. That's true. On ours. Awesome. All right. So uh, when are you on next? Uh, let people know on your way out here because we have to break. I'll be on I'll be on tonight, but after the game's end, be playing all the way up through seven AM Eastern time, each and every Monday through Friday, weekends, Mad Dog Sports Radio, seven to eleven Eastern time. Great stuff. Wow. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Tom. So, all right. <laughs> We're back in three there he is. The board here. Good stuff. It's the middle. Imagine learn if you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on their Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. 
IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. All right. I got that was it. classic. Yeah, yeah man. Right, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, are you guys going to the um, the Ron Jaworski golf outing? It's on the 28th. Never knew about it. Yeah, yeah it's I, on the 28th. I don't think we get invited to the same stuff you do, man. Yeah. Um, I would say try to get the show on, but... What day is it? That's the 20, 28th. 28th? Yeah. Come with me to the par- parents' party. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, we only have about a minute or so until the second hour begins here. At least on the network. Well, we have a little longer than that on the network. I see good stuff by Tom Byrne, by the way. Yeah, yeah well, we got we to gotta have him on again. Yeah, got to get him on the visual stream was clamoring for the visuals. Right. We had a little issue with his volume early on, but uh, we'll get him back on. And he's and, on the beach, too. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. We're getting everybody. Everybody's on vacation except for us. huh? Yeah. yeah and living a big, life. I trust he has an updated phone. This is a guy who doesn't know how to transfer his contacts. He's probably working with like an iPhone seven. <laughs> you think he's even got the iPhone? I'm thinking flip phone. <laughs> Could be. The old Razor, the Motorola Razor, the Motorola Razor, or maybe the LG. I used to, I used to have an LG flip phone back flip in the day. Phone. Yeah, oh, look at you flipping. <laughs> You're all flipped up. That's right. All right, all right. Now, why don't you go? What, what was that thing that we had that Philly.com sent you about the position battles? Oh, uh, the um, for the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. As well, wait, as I await the start of Wales and Turkey. Right now, a oh minute out. Look, you might as well jump in right now. Wow. Wales, Wales to win or draw. K Moore to score. That's plus three twenty. All right, I'm just mm. look. All right, all right. Mother Russia was great to me today. By the way, from ping pong to soccer. Thank you. Thank well, you. I mean, you know, uh, Biden's meeting with Putin today. It's probably. You think I think that's coincidence. No, I don't think so at all. If you want to soften people up. To the idea of Russia good. Right. And why not return bets on Russia? Like Russia's soccer paid off. Russian ping pong. Now, to be fair, it's a couple of Russian guys playing against each other. Yeah. But just going to Russia has paid off for me today. All right. Uh, there's All three right. position battles, according to this email. That's it. We were told that everything is up for competition. Yeah. Which we know was coach speak BS, right? Well, now we know it is. Yeah. Hold but, on, let, hey, me, let me see if I can guess. Let me see if I can guess them. Well, right. We know the first one. one was the running back one, so take that off the books. Yeah, because Harry mentioned that. Number two, probably the left tackle position, right? Correct. Uh, Malata and Dillard. Yep. Okay. And, and three is uh, the the corner opposite of a uh, big play slay. Avante Maddox versus Zach McPherson versus a potential free agent signee for the second outside cornerback. You are correct, who, sir. Who are they going to sign right now? And here's the thing. Even if they do sign somebody right now and he comes in and wins that position, 
as difficult as I think it would be. What? Like, doesn't that speak volumes as far as where that position right. is right now? Like, I'm sorry, no offense to the guy they sign, but you don't usually mine talent that's like starting quarterback or any type level this late into the se- into the offseason, right? Right, right. I'm, I'm trying to see who's uh who's out on the market well, right is now. Nelson still Steven out Nelson. there? Yeah, yeah still Nelson's Nelson. still out there. Also, uh, Richard Sherman is still out there. He's still out there? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Richard Sherman's still out there. Um, I mean, you know, could they swing a trade to that team for Ertz? Well, they have Nikel Roby Coleman. <laughs> he's out there. Yeah. yeah, he's still out. He'll he'll stay out there too. He'll stay out there. <laughs> he did nothing for us last year. Yeah, nothing. Well, right. Um, no, I mean, I'm just saying there's really not a whole lot there. There isn't. There isn't. I looked at it. there's there's nobody right now that I would I wouldn't give more than the minimum that you can give them. Mm-hmm. There's nobody out there. Craven LeBlanc still out there. Jalen Watkins. He actually made a couple plays for them when he was yeah on the roster. Yeah. LeBlanc came out of nowhere. Jalen Watkins, the brother of uh of Sammy Watkins, is out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Devontae Busby was was on the roster for a little bit. Um, yeah, th- these are not names that that bring much confidence to me, Barrett. No, not at all. That, that Again, and that's that's about it. They they mocked this position, and I don't even mean like in a mock draft. They scoffed at the notion of drafting a cornerback higher in the fourth round. Right. Uh, Brian Poole's still out there. Okay. Played with the Jets. He's 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 okay. You've got game. You've got game ready guys out there, right? And look, I think it's it's a combination where, if so, like let's say Poole comes in here and wins the job, yes, it's a statement that Poole is game ready and can play, or at least the coaches think so. But it also is like, all right, we had to get re- we had to get past the the guys we had as fast as humanly possible because we have no confidence in them. Right. right. Uh, to sign basically a scrap heap guy who was available in July. Correct. And yet that guy ends up being the guy. It's more of a statement of your roster. It's more of a statement right? than, all right, nobody else wanted him, so maybe we should pick him up and allow him to play with us. But I mean, I hope right. Zach McPherson plays his way into the role. Well, he possibly could, man. I mean, yeah. like I said, with the film that I watched him, like I said, he didn't jump out – I didn't necessarily know he was on the radar until I was watching film my old um, um, alma mater. I was watching the Kansas State game because I was watching their quarterback who's actually from the area. Yeah. I said, let me check him out. Yeah. Yeah. So I was checking him out, and I'm like, well, who is this kid out here playing like this? You know, and he he jumped out on me on the film. He jumped Mm -hmm. out as a guy that's very aggressive, um, puts his hands on people, reroutes people, but if he misses – it's hard for him to, you know, have that get, uh, makeup speed to, to get back on the route. But, you know, he's he's good enough. I mean, I think he believe he's good enough with a little coaching that he could be a guy that can come out there and play. I don't know first year playing, but, you know, later on, he could be a, a valuable asset for us. And he has decent size. It's true. So, I mean, I don't know. You know, he's he's 5'11". He's not he's not the, you know, 5'9 guys we have. Well, that's like Avante Maddox is like five nine, right? Right, yeah. and every other corner we have on a on the roster, at least mm-hmm. he's close to being six foot, right? Like our our biggest receipt, our biggest uh, DB right now is um, uh, Michael Jacquet. 
Yeah, it ain't good, man. Right. Yeah. He's six one, one ninety five. It is crazy though, because it seems like it's in a, it's like a neglected position of like, like undervaluing. Yes. Yeah, and, and it's like to do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It seems it seems opposite of what it should be. I mean, but every with time all these good receivers, well. right? Every time we play well. This is a Gal Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, second hour here, and... I did send out the invite there to Parles for overtime because Ryan oh, yeah? has to do yes. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 1240 with us. So, right, we're talking a little U.S. Open with Balangi. And I, I've done my homework here, right? I, I got a bunch of plays, including some first-round leaders, and one which I don't or can't believe is a long shot that I, I think you're going to like, right? I, nice. I like. Well, I was on with uh, Chris uh, Ebaum last night. Yeah. On his show, and uh, we broke it down for about 45 minutes. We got the Swing It and Ding It podcast. You can go check those plays on there. So plenty of plays to to be had. All right, look at that. Now, we, across the board here, have a couple of things beyond that, too. I mean, we may even get Ryan to build us a DFS lineup, especially <laughs> because we built one, what was that, yesterday? Yeah, how did, how did that work out? Well, the NBA one, and and look, I'm not here to blame anybody, Barrett Brooks, but at the same time, right. you know, <laughs> the Joe Harris, the insertion of Joe. No, the problem was this for a lot of people, and we should mention at some point before we get out of here, maybe we'll do this at 1220 before we're joined by Ryan, is Brendan, the guy who's taken over now for Ron Culver. I actually owe a lot of my NFL DFS success too. And and he can explain that coming up in about 20 minutes. But as far as last night is concerned, my goodness, 
we we made a terrible mistake, but it wasn't really our mistake in front of us that we should we knew to avoid. The rosters got tightened up significantly. You saw that, right, Harry? Yeah. Nobody went to the bench. You basically had a six-man rotation in Milwaukee, and I think even less than that. I don't even know if starters came off the floor outside of James Harden, right, for the net. Right. So that kills you when you're trying to work in guys like Bobby Portis and Nick Claxton because that wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when Joe Harris is your captain, Barrett. Yeah. <laughs> Looked okay. Looked would, have been, okay. would have been nice to have Jeff Green be the captain. Well, well, no, we did. We did. In this lineup, we did have Green be the captain. Oh, we did? But, yeah, the problem oh. is that we worked in two guys in Claxton and Portis to make it work, and they didn't see any action. Oh, okay. So we, we should have worked in, in hindsight. The guy we should have played was Pat Connaughton. How about that? Who'd have thought yeah, that? Played. Yeah, if we had played Patty C. Ah, Patty C. <laughs> you know? If we play, I'm I'm getting the crunch going up here. Well, we should build one for tonight because you got two games tonight. Even though we're not going to want to watch the second game. No, we're we're definitely going to build one here. I mean, who takes up the scoring mantle for Kawhi on that Clippers team tonight? Who tries to at least? Mm, that's a that's a that's a great question. I think look, Paul George has still been playing really well, and especially yeah, thirty one the other night. And this is the thing where it's hard because a lot of times in fantasy, not betting so much, but in fantasy, what I've learned, and this is me learning, is that you have to put aside the narrative, like the whole playoff P thing works in real life, but in fantasy, he's a really good player. Mm-hmm. He just plays minutes. And he gets a lot of production, especially a lot of usage is what they say. So, yeah, I think Paul George is definitely going to be. But the problem is that, too, is that everybody's going to be on him. Right, right. I right? think this is a game. You look at uh, Terrence Mann and uh, uh, Morris um, on this. Well, can Morris back up that tremendous performance from the previous game? I right. Think, I think he's – well, look, I think he and Batum are going to have a lot of minutes yep. out there. You know, they're yep. both going to play 30-plus minutes. And from a fantasy standpoint, they're they're cheap and affordable options. So yeah, right. I think yeah, absolutely, I think so. I, I mean, they love Terrence Mann though. They play him a lot. I mean, a, yeah. an awful lot. He didn't get. I'm trying to look at his minutes last night because I had him in a lineup. Uh, he had 15 minutes last night. Yeah, that's again though. If you're so when you're building a lineup, it's all about how many how many how many points per minute can you get, right? Mm-hmm. So for man now, I think the argument is that he'll play more minutes because Kawhi's out. Right. So if he plays twenty minutes and I can get fifteen fantasy points, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good return. It's not ideal, but it's pretty good as far as it's Terrence Mann. It's not you know Kawhi Leonard. So I'm going to crunch here using Awesomeos. Is there a curse on Chris Paul? Did Lil B? <laughs> is it Lil B's job? To undo a curse. Oh my goodness. Didn't he set the curse on him to start off? I'm you know, no, I'm, I don't know. That was Durant. That was Durant. Okay. Yeah, it was Durant got the curse. <laughs> the base guy. Didn't he have one on Harden too at one point? Yeah. And, he, and then he removed it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, this is a bad sign for everybody else in the league if everybody's healthy on Brooklyn because you've got two former cursed individuals right. combining to prove. 
that the curse was a real thing beforehand. And what better way to validate the curse than when you are no longer cursed, you win a title. Well, yeah, it's like you have the antibodies for the curse. Exactly. Once you were cursed and got rid of it, it's sort of like the virus. Correct. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Radio Network. The base god curse. <laughs> Nothing like the base god. Fucking dance, man. Yep. I love it. We don't have anybody cursed, right? No. No. Although we did have the brown curse. Did we have any? Wait, what? Like we had the brown we... curse. Oh, what? What's that? The, Dom the head brown coach. Curse? No. Head oh, coach. the Brett Brown curse. Brett Brown curse. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. But we never, like... This is it. Here's the thing, though. Like, we've just talked about this with Kevin Durant, James Harden, both of these guys. We never had anybody here. Like, what's our curse? We we have the don't we have that long curse with Ben Franklin or something? Wasn't there something like that? That was Billy Penn. Billy Penn. Okay. Yeah, that, that was when, you know, there was never a building that was higher than William Penn on top of City Hall. And once that happened, once they started building these tall buildings, they say there was a curse. Even though right. the Phillies won the World Series, the yeah. Eagles have won a Super Bowl. So that whole thing is out now. Right. We've exercised the demons of the Billy Penn curse. Correct. Is Except there the Flyers. The Flyers have not won since well, the big then since the large you know skyscrapers have been built. Good thing nobody cares about them. <laughs> oh, 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 oh yes. Did I'm they win last night? What you say. <laughs> Did they win last night? The yeah, Phillies? yeah, they won. They were disguised as the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning last night. Is that four in a row? <laughs> I That's thought you were talking about right? the Phillies losing out west once again. Yep. Once again. No, I, I think that we haven't really had anything. We haven't had any professional athlete that's had some sort of beef with Will B and been cursed here, right? Not that I know of, no. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. I'm just curious, you know. No, I mean, you know, who who would it be? I mean, Nothing. we're good. We're I, I think that's that's fine. The only thing that I would look at is the curse of the process. That's now what I fear could be happening. Is you know, everybody has this whole victimization thing going on here, like, oh, if that happened in Philly, and then yeah. fill in the blank. But I, I do think that there is something about the NBA going out of its way to reward the most blatant of tanks. And look, I didn't have a problem with it. I still don't have a problem with it. But I just think, right, with, with the most. Well, when you, when you, what do you mean going out of their way to reward? In what way would in what way would the Sixers winning a title like represent the NBA going out of their way to reward? the tank well it's because it shows that it worked it proves that by purposely trying to rig the lottery it, it sam hinky was right all right that's that's what it is that's what it proves at the hashtags all the the parties the crazy stuff that happened so then the, the nba you mean would go out of their way to prevent correct them okay no correct. Right, that's that's what i'm that's right. and, and then hence sets in the curse of the process and again gotcha. there's no better curse then one that has you believing that there's no curse, mm -hmm. making it to the Eastern Conference Finals, making it to the NBA Finals. Like Chris Paul, his entire career can be looked at as a curse, never quite making it to that final moment 
in which he even has an opportunity. We thought this was the year and probably right. will be. He'll be back in the Western Conference Finals. I'm just saying that's where I look at if there was ever a curse here in Philadelphia. The Eagles no longer, clearly. But, yeah, this this whole curse of the process is something to think about. It's not going to be in effect tonight. They're going to manhandle the Hawks. I'm not worried about this round. I'm worried about the next round or two. Well, it goes back to, you know, tonight, you know, what Tom Byrne was saying is like, was the previous game, the second half for Embiid, was that just, you know, a, you know, just a bad half or was that due yes. to an injury that is now getting worse? That's just a bad half. It's not a precursor to anything as far as him being um, playing any worse. He just had a bad, he can't be the great Embiid all the time. You know, I mean, he's he's carried this franchise for the past year on his shoulders. Right. I mean, he's well, entitled to have a bad game here and there. Well, he, he missed thirty percent of the games this year, so it wasn't all him this year. Right. And they, and they they had the one seed. Now, now will him getting only second team All NBA? No, no, no. And him watching what Kevin Durant did the previous night motivate him even more. Maybe the Durant thing, yes, but no, nobody in their right mind would argue that Joel Embiid is a better defensive center than Rudy Gobert. Look, he's a better basketball player. He's a better scorer. He's a better overall player, and, and I don't, it's not even close, but nobody's covering ground like Gobert, so I don't think you could make an argument that like Embiid feels snubbed. Look, if he's using this to his own firepower right. and creating this more power to him right go ahead yeah. but, but I, i'm gonna get off that narrative train at that point if that's the case like i'll back you on the whole Jokic thing if you played more games and i'll look at why you know simmons realistically didn't win the defensive player of the year because of big man uh, but i don't know that seems like it's but again Embiid looking at kevin durant taking over a basketball game mm-hmm and saying, all right, now look at how the MVP conversation shifts. It's like one night Chris Paul does something and social media says, there's the MVP. Another night, Jokic has a triple-double with 20 assists and people say, oh, see, he should have won the MVP. Another night, Kevin Durant takes over, drops nearly 50 points with a triple-double and they say, see, he's the MVP. Right. Yeah, I could see Joel Embiid thinking to myself, all right, yeah, tonight's the night. Tonight's the night I reclaim that award for me. But you know he doesn't like he doesn't take too kind of the people talking down to him at any point. So he's gonna come back with a vengeance. You saw how he came back when he didn't win the MVP. Came back had a stellar game. I think I think we see this you know much of the same tonight. He's pissed off right now. Yeah, especially he's looking to Shan right now. Like you know, f you, Shan. I'm about what? to show you. I'm about to give it to you. He's trying to blame it all on him, man. What? He's, I'm he's blaming one you. loss on him. Yeah. Yes. He yes, was four for 20. When you're triple teamed and you're not passing out of it and you're forcing an 18-foot shot, you ain't Patrick Ewing, man. Get <laughs> no, he's rid better of than Patrick. He's, pa he's better than Patrick. Not with the jump shot that, that night he wasn't. That's the point. Is That was selfish. And then that led that indirectly and then directly led to them losing the game. That's fine. Mm, like That's a fair criticism. Game. Yeah, it's mm. one game in the series. Yeah. He's gonna say, "How dare you? How dare you?" After all, well, I've let him done say it. But I, I still don't fault Aton for thinking that because I agree with him. But and here's another thing too: if he goes out and plays differently and plays well, then there's nothing to say to me. My thing is, don't get caught in double and triple teams trying to shoot out of it when you're o for whatever. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that he stinks or that. That's what, that's what shooters do, man. But shooters shoot. Shooter. He is no. 
He's no. a shooter. How? How is Joel Embiid a shooter? How is he averages, Embiid he averages like 30 points a game? He's a shooter. He's a scorer. A scorer. He's not there. To, he's not knocking down jump shots as his primary. Like Seth Curry's a shooter. He's right. 38% from three-point range. Yeah, how, how, how many takes versus where he's getting the majority of his points? Come on. <laughs> what is going on here? Oh my, my head is getting scrambled. I texted both of you this last night. I know Aton saw it. Barrett didn't. No. I was watching Giannis you know, take the ball at the top of the key and just go – with a full head of steam, you know, like the the snort emoji going to the <laughs> rack, and I'm like, why can't Ben Simmons play like that more often? It just is he so can. I know he can, but he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he, he can, man. He, and just, he, he went to the free to. throw line seven times. Giannis doesn't want to shoot free throws either. He made four out of seven. Well, that's the thing, though. And that's four uh, extra points that Ben could have. Four extra points that this team could have. Or three to the rack, man. Could have had. Three right. points in a game in which they lost by one possession. Right. So, so I'm saying, I don't care if I hit free throughs or not. I'm going to keep taking it to the rack. At least we'll be following people out. No way. He'll be more aggressive. Come You're on. You're going to lose games this way. You you keep sending Ben Simmons to the line and he shoots 50% from the line. You're going to lose basketball games that way because you can't afford for the other team to get a full bucket, let alone a three. Well, how about him being up there for a three point play where he's already made the basket? Right. Look, I'm fine with that. I'm not saying that he shouldn't be more aggressive. But what I am saying is if you get what you ask for is a more aggressive Ben getting to the line more, yes. he still is a major liability at the line. And that, and that needs to change. Me. And well, that's on him. Because Barrett, so what is because you're trading possessions. You're trading one point for three points yeah. at that time. No, I get that, but I'm saying like that's something that he needs to fix in yeah, an offseason. Freaking lootly. And, and to the, the fact that he hasn't fixed it to this date is inexcusable. Yes. yes. But see, it changes yeah. the it, it changes how defenses defend him. Because now he could be at the elbow, each elbow, and there will be nobody even looking at Ben. They sag off on Ben and double team and beat every single time because they know that Ben is not going to do anything once he gets it in the half court. If he's not running in transition, he's just not going to be aggressive. And that's a travesty because they don't care to go get up on him. They'll play back. If they, he gets the ball and he takes it to the rack, now they'll then have to pick him up because if you get him ahead of steam going to the rack, he, they're going to have to foul him. They don't mind following. But right now he's just become – an offensive liability on the offensive side of the ball. Unless he's aggressive, he's just out there. That's it's almost like you want to you wanted to be a facilitator, but then once he's not facilitating, he's just he's just a guy that's just out there. You know what I'm saying? He's just a guy that's roaming that's around. That's not accurate, though, as far as what he's been doing this series. He's had bad stretches where he hasn't scored, but the offense has still moved. Again, you want to look at when the offense was at its worst in, in this entire series? The offense was at its worst this entire series, the last two quarters. And what was the theme over the last two quarters? Tobias Harris absolutely disappeared, couldn't get the basketball, and, and Joel Embiid was all over the place. So it's to your point in some regard. I'm not disagreeing with you entirely. What I'm saying, though, is that Ben Simmons shouldn't be looked at as the third option for offense. And if you guys keep doing that, you're going to be really disappointed. I'm not saying it's the, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's the, the third option. I'm not saying that. But him taking it to the cup 
it then makes him a viable offensive threat. Right now, he is nothing. After he gives the ball up on the first pass and he's not the facilitator, he's just a bump on the log. He's just sitting there. He's what is it? He's either sitting there or he's going for the rebound. But here's the thing. He's better off, right? He's better off on the floor not going to the free throw line than going to the free throw line. Based, he is historically yeah, bad, and that's sad. Well, yes. Look, I'm yeah. not arguing that. How sad? Yeah. And no, I agree with you. I get like, what you're Aaron saying. Aaron has every right, as do you, to be pissed off about this. What I'm saying is, I think we're in a catch twenty two. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Like, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Yes. Right. Same right. thing. Make you laugh, Barrett. Make you cry. Yep. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There it is. We're Bam. Out of ah. We're live here with the Fritzman being Cooley Law Studios. If you know someone who suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz directly, a tough lawyer for a tough town. Sponsored here by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to steersnacks.com. Hit us up. Leave us a like. Make sure you're subscribed to the Jacob Media YouTube page. And we're back across the board on SportsMap Radio as well. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Uh-oh, Barrett. What's up? Odds. 
on Damian Lillard's next team if traded. You're going to take a piece of this? What's that? Bet online has odds on Damian Lillard's next team if he is traded. Mm. No, I, I'm who's not in the lead. I think global. Can you get, guess who's in the lead? Uh, Don't say the Sixers. Knicks. Yes, the Knicks. The Knicks. Plus 250. Who's the second mm. team? Uh, a trade. Dallas. They're not. A, they're not listed. My uh, guess is, boy, this this would be interesting. But they could do it with all the salary coming off the books. My guess would be the Lakers. They are fourth at plus three fifty. Sixers. Let's say uh, Celtics. Sixers plus two seventy five. Wow. Followed by the Heat, Lakers, Clippers, and Celtics. So that'd be four max contracts. Yeah. Four max contracts. Mm. Well, and Bede's about to hit the super max. Yeah. And Bede's eligible now for the super max with everything that he put down. You got to get that to him, right? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I otherwise, what's he going to do? He's negotiating right. it. But here's right. the, like, it's the good and the bad. You can't afford. And this is where I'll definitely concede and, and say it's not even close. Like, you, yes, Tom Byrne illustrated my concern here about when your go-to is a big and it's just it's same thing with denver where even and especially without having jamal murray major exposed there but with the sixers even more so the concern about not having another outside of tobias harris guy that can truly put the ball on the floor and, and get his own and even harris is not somebody you really want to count on long term and long stretch for that that's where Remember, there used to be this conversation, whose team is it all? No, no, no. They have fully made a commitment to this being Joel Embiid's team and the team being built around Joel Embiid. They're trying to make it work with Simmons, but at no point would you sacrifice Joel Embiid for a Ben Simmons-led team unless you could get back Damian Lillard or somebody like that. And even then, I think that it's a pretty big risk. I don't want to get rid of Joel Embiid. And I know that the guy could go down at any moment. Yeah, I know. So you'd so rather have Lillard, Simmons, or Lillard, Embiid? I don't think you can get Lillard, Embiid. Like, I don't think that you're able to trade. First off, if you're going to trade for somebody like Lillard, you're going to have to give, from a talent standpoint, somebody better than Simmons. And the only person that they have definitively better than Simmons right now would be Embiid. Right. Unless you're willing to give up Simmons and Harris and then get you know something what? else back. You know what? I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I think people around the league look at Ben a lot more favorable than we do. Well, then you two do. Absolutely. But I don't think that. And, and you're right. But at the same time, this is where I'm going to be more on your side about this, which is scoring is such a premium. Right. Like Gobert, yeah. Same thing with Gobert. Gobert is looked at much better around the league than I think the average fan who's just watching their own team. But at the same time, he's not going to net as much value as a healthy Embiid or even Jokic who can score. Right. Um, right. Are, are you betting the College World Series? No. Should I no. be? 
Well, <laughs> that should I'm be. just saying, I can't believe I can't believe you're betting Russian table tennis, but you're right, right. World Series. Look, it's all about finding a niche and attacking numbers. Okay, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. I'm not I'm not locked into anything here. I'm finding a niche and I'm attacking the number. So I'm finding a guy who has dropped the first set, who has won the second set. <laughs> And now taking him at plus my all three of these things have to work in order for me to place the wager. I'm not just randomly setting my alarm for right. 3 a.m. No, I mean, no, you, you you're in gaming. Shan, you set your alarm at 3 a.m. to watch. No, I said I'm not. No, oh, he okay. said he's not. He oh. sets his alarm at like 530 for a 545 hit on Fox. Oh, yes. do you? <laughs> 545 tomorrow a.m. I'll be on. They always get me after these late games, too. Now, what do you wear? Like, do you wear special outfits, like special get-ups, you know, like Sixers-related stuff, or what do no, you do? No, I usually wear, because it's a, I, I'll still wear the collar. Every now and again, I'll wear a T-shirt. Like, I, I used to wear the Maze and Aton shirt, but now I need the Brooks Maze and Aton shirt to wear for that. So if I can get a middle shirt done, then I'll gladly wear the middle. But uh, for the most part, I, I was wearing these Huntington Valley shirts, hoping to get a sponsorship from the club. But that ain't happening. At least get free golf, huh? That's well, yeah, something, some kickback. But that yeah, ain't. I, don't, I don't think they need any more members. No, <laughs> to be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> Although one of the pros, you know, went over to one of the marketing people and said, "Hey, look, it took a screen cap of me." Mm-hmm. John Allen, his name, great, you know, great guy, smart guy, and knows yeah. the game at all, and took a screen cap and said, "See, look at this. He's right. wearing Huntington Valley shirt. We should get him more more gear and stuff." That's like I walked in on Sunday morning or Saturday morning or Sunday morning. Uh, to the to the bar, you know, the, to go to the locker room before I played, and they were watching inside golf, and I was on mm. as I walked in, and they're all like, "Hey!" I'm like, yeah. "Ah, jeez, I just went to the locker room." Did you hit them up for any gear? You know, you could have said, "Look, you, you could have given me a, a blazer mm. with a crest of right. club on it, and you would have worn it, right? Like a really nice hand-ticked bra- uh, blazer, something yeah. along those lines." We don't have, we don't even wear those over there. No, no, I thought it was a little more. I guess I gave you a little more credit than you should be. No, no, it's it's, it's like it a VFW out. with a golf course. Is that it, really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, you got some pretty big wigs over there. You're Jeff Moore, a guy running iHeartRadio, is right he there with you? All right, that's all I'm saying. All right, all right. Now Ryan Ballage is going to join us coming up, and I don't know if you're out there moving that co crack, but you should be. What? All right. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, Barrett. If you're not out there hustling that co-crack, yeah. you should be. I took him in the first round. Yep. Plus 5,000. Jason Co-Crack. You're not on that co you're not up on that co-crack? <laughs> telling you, man, this guy right here, plus five thousand. We're also gonna have to build this lineup. Shot at five hundred K, one hundred K to the first. Mm. All right. Now this is a little bit more in- intricate here because we're going to have a bunch of different spots, eight spots. This is, you know, the two games here. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on that. What about Reggie Jackson? Yeah, he fell off the planet last game. Yeah, I know, but now Kawhi's out. It's not bad. All right, do you want to g- – I'll give you the high – you know what? He's popping up in a lot of lineups. Is he? Yeah, what is going on here? See, this is what I don't get is the lineups that I'm getting crunched are – dominant for the Clippers. I don't think the Clippers win that game. They play at such a slow pace. I don't necessarily know if I want to trust guys 
Now, Zubac is in there as well, and we'll see how the starting lineup is impacted. But this is what I have for the for tonight's optimal lineup. You ready? Go. <laughs> Bogey at the point. All right. Mm-hmm. Reggie Jackson at the two. Tobias Harris at the three. Which bogey are you talking about? Uh oh, I apologize. Atlantis. Atlantis bogey. Okay. Yes, they're both in action tonight. I apologize. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Bogdan. So Bogdan. him at the, yes. Him at the point. Reggie Jackson at the two. Tobias Harris at the three. Marcus Morris at the Ooh. four. Zubots at the five. Paul George at the guard. Batum, who's gonna George is gonna be heavy chalk, but that's fine. Batum at the forward, who I imagine he and Morris are gonna be some chalk as well. And then Donovan Mitchell as the flex spot. So notable names left off the optimal lineup. You can start right away with Joel Embiid. Wow. And Trey Young, who apparently is a game time decision. Really? Jesus, come on. There's no way Trey Young isn't playing tonight. How much tape is he gonna have on that shoulder tonight? Right, exactly. I tell you, under 27 and a half for Young, not bad. Juice yeah. over. I like it. I like it. All right, Ryan Balaji next. We'll talk some golf, and then hopefully Jeff Parles and OT all here on the middle. Uh, I don't know, man. I got to get to a couple of lineups here before Embiid even pops up. Capella. Oof. How about this one? Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Herter, Marcus Morris, Danilo Gallinari, Joel Embiid, Paul George, Batum, Zubats. That's not terrible, actually. Oh, we got breaking news here on this Chris Paul thing. According to Jalen Rose, he says that Chris Paul has been vaccinated and that he doesn't anticipate him missing more than one game. Okay. He said that today on ESPN, apparently. Now, is that like, is it like, man, I talked to Chris and I know, or is this just him throwing something out here? Uh, I would think that he talked to somebody. He was not just throwing it out there. You know, I mean, wouldn't Greeny press him on that on Get Up? No, No. I've seen plenty of people on all these networks just randomly throw shit out there. And it's like, is anybody going to follow up on that? And then they just go into the next segment and then they clip that and put it out there on social for people to react to. Wow, that's yeah. terrible. It's disgraceful. That is awful. But how's in the protocol if he if he got vaccinated? Well, you can still be a carrier technically with the vaccine. It just significantly limits anything that would happen as a result of you catching. Well, apparently Rom was vaccinated too, but it, yeah. he didn't get to have the 14-day window after the vaccine. Right. He caught the virus within that time frame or, or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, problem. you're gonna test positive because you have the vaccine, anyways. So I don't understand no. how's he in the protocol. You test positive for antibodies, right? Exactly, but not for the virus itself automatically. So you can technically be a carrier for it with the virus with the vaccine. It's just complete. Like again, it's very difficult to get it with with the vaccine. On top of that, even if you have it, it's going to limit it like ninety five percent, and that's just you know. People are going to differentiate depending on what what they see or read or hear anyway. But it's it's not it's not like oh my god once you have it you can't carry it. That's why we've seen some people like the Yankees for example. Remember they had nine guys. Yeah, positive. 
So that's all. But again, this this was only about missing 10 days anyway and possibly the first game of the Western Conference Finals. It's not like Chris Paul is going to miss a ton of time. Really, the big injury to think about right now across the board is, I think, Kyrie Irving first and then Kawhi Leonard second and then Joel Embiid's just overall health as a third, right? What about Harden? He ain't right. Yeah. Nope. But he was back at least. He See that look- back? That's that's a superficial back, though, man. Yeah, but here's the thing: like he didn't look like he could move. This is the. Mm. He didn't have any jump. No. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. No, he didn't. Auto Parts Up and down, no. Here's but lateral, he looked. Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays. All right, we are awaiting here. Ryan Balanchy. And we will also look at now. I didn't hear back from Paul. I don't know what's going on. Now, apparently, Ben Simmons is caught inserting himself into DMs. No. Yeah. With uh, Jenner? No, no, no. Someone I've never heard of. Who? Who is it? Uh, someone no. named Carly. Not Megan the Stallion. No, no, no. I don't think this is a person who has <laughs> nuclear. I, I don't know. I probably have muted this person. Who knows? I, I mute a lot of people that are just retweeted into my timeline, tweeting corny stuff. Nope, not muted. Okay, so that's fine. Apparently, this is uh, Carly at Nuclear Carly. Nuclear Carly. Yeah. I laugh at my own jokes. Philly sports fan, political, married mom, Gritson, she slash her, New Jersey, 5106 followers. And so she's a mom. Yes. And I don't know. Look, apparently this is. What? Yeah. I don't think this is really what? I, that that just doesn't wait, sound wait, right. Wait a second. Right. What are you talking about? I'm just letting you know what's happening here. He's going after some some milf no, in no, Jersey. No. It's it's all a joke. All right. Oh, I think it is at least. Look, we got more important stuff. Ryan Ballinger's with. It. He doesn't care about Ben Simmons sliding into some random New Jersey mom's DM, right? Ryan's in the house. <laughs> hey, what's up? You can follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Ballinger at Golf News Net is the account for the Golf News Net. And again, one of the best, most comprehensive places to go across the world following the sport of golf. So, Ryan, as always, brother, we appreciate you, man. He's you heading back inside. Okay. Hey, boys, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Gotta find a better spot. There we go. RB, how's it going, bro? Good. How are you boys? Doing uh, great. Good. good. I got I got one right out of the gate because I, I'm just curious to see if you think this U.S. Open is going to be a redux of what we saw, at least as how to, to attack the golf course, what we saw some players uh, do successfully back at Wingfoot. Yeah, I think bomb and gouge can work here. I mean, the Kikuya rough is, is meant to be difficult, hard to extricate yourself. It, it's not all of the surface. I mean, there, there's some bent, there's some poe in there. There's kind of a, a mixture of grasses at work, but... The rough's going to be deep. It's going to be thick, and it's going to be hard to really advance the ball all that far. But week to week on the PGA Tour, when they do the Farmers Insurance Open, they play three rounds of the four 
at this golf course. Scoring is difficult anyway, so just ratchet it up two, three, four extra strokes because of the USGA ramping up the greens to 13 and a half on the stem. I mean, I, it's, it's going to be tough. I mean, I, I think you're either going to have to kind of be a fairway finder and, and just kind of march your way down the golf course making pars and birdies where you can, or you're going to have to kind of do the Bryson method. Hit it as far as you can. Hopefully it lands in some short stuff and try to get yourself to the green. So let's look at that strategy. And there are going to be a couple of guys not named Bryson that I think jump out that can take advantage of this. And let's start with, I think, the obvious and maybe not so obvious to the person who's not paying so much attention. But I'm not paying a ton of attention, and it's obvious to me. And that's Victor Hovland. Yeah, I like Victor Hovland's game a lot. I mean, I, I think it lines up well for major championship golf. and It lines up well for more difficult golf tournaments. I think he could do really well this week. I mean, he's he played Wells Fargo, which is Quail Hollow, a, a major championship venue that was set up to be kind of U.S. Open light. That was supposed to be thick, really long, hard to play, finished T3 there. I, I like his game for this kind of setup. It, it, the question mark is his chipping. He's just like Callum Morikawa. He's just not, for whatever reason, a great short game artist. So he's got to be able to come up big in those types of spots um this week above what he would typically do yeah. well, hey man i you know I'm, I'm i'm not the golf guy you know i let these guys take the golf question but i will say this brooks and dechambeau they rumble i want to see that more so than anything is there any chance those guys team up this um this weekend that's all i want to know <laughs> i was kind of disappointed the usga didn't didn't give the people what they wanted i, I think they should have done it as price and brooks the first two days and Maybe throwing in Patrick Reed just to make it extra petty for you know all three of them. It would have been great, right. I think. But they they didn't want to give it in. So hopefully, if it happens, it's on a Saturday, Sunday with a late tea time. You know, it's not the guys are T forty seven going off together. That it's you know something. It means something. I, I think it would be hilarious to watch. I think it, I think they're both in each other's heads in different ways. But I think right now the balance is in Brooks's favor. So if you had a ton of San Diegans just yet. And Brooksy out at, at Bryson for 18 or yeah. 36. He, he might about lose it at the end of the round. Maybe if they both missed the cut, they could set up a ring over on the north course on one of the greens and have them go at it. You know, like right before, you know, uh, NBC comes on with their regular coverage, they get like a 15 minute, you know, fight. No, no joke. I mean, I'm at the beach in the Outer Banks, and there are three like 19, 20 year old kids. They set up a ring in the sand. And are doing like Oklahoma drills out there before we came in for lunch. So, what, so you might have an idea there. You might be uh, you might be appealing to the younger folks. So Ryan, I'm curious. You mentioned as far as the, the grouping and, and really like the first day, and I think that's where we always try and take advantage of first round leaders. And I'm looking at a couple of guys who, as you mentioned, could be catered or at least a little better catered to this course, and also looking at where they're teeing off. So Johnny Vegas, for example, plus 125,000 first round leader in the second group in the morning. Seems like I can't not place a unit on that, right? Hold on. I mean, he has a good course history with uh, the Farmers Insurance Open. He plays it pretty well. Uh, he is kind of prone to going low and then doing almost nothing the rest of the way. So if you're going to get him, why not do it first-round leader? I think that's a really interesting play. I was looking at that today, trying to put together our model, just trying to find, like, Lanto Griffin, another guy, likes the Farmers Insurance Open as a tournament. I could see him put up a good one and then just 
fade from view very quickly. But uh, I, I really like that Johnny Vegas play. Is there anything that stands out to you as far as a make or miss cut um, on this field? I'm almost tempted to take Bryson to miss. Yeah, I'm very do it. Very tempted. I love it. Um, I just think the psychology of it right now is in his head, and he's trying to play it off really cool. And, it, and this happens every time someone gets in Bryson's head, and he goes, "Oh no, no, it's not a big deal. It doesn't bother me. It bothers him. I know it bothers him." So I think he's coming out this week trying to prove something that doesn't really have to prove as the defending champion, but I love him as a miscut bet. Uh, I, I'm telling you, you're going to get great value too on that because everybody is loving him. He's going to be such a chalk play DFS mm-hmm. bet across the board. You know it. There's going to be, I imagine, I don't even have it in front of me, but I imagine it's got to be at least plus 120, if not higher of a return, right? I would think it's probably in the plus 250, plus 300 range oh, right now. Even better. Wow. Well, there's another you, local. Good, and, and the thing you have to keep in mind about the U.S. Open, it's top 60 and ties make the cut. It's not top 65. So you get an extra five places to help you make get someone to miss the cut. Right. Um, there's another local guy that uh, plays this course very well, and I think he's got a good U.S. Open type of game. Not getting a lot of attention, especially to win it. He's an 85 to one shot. But do you like any of the derivatives on a Charlie Hoffman? I kind of do, and he's playing good golf, yeah. and he plays this tournament pretty well. The, the Farmers Insurance Open pretty well. Now, historically, he has played the North Course obviously better. Everyone does, but. He's playing good golf. He played really well at the PGA Championship. He seems to have reinvigorated himself this year. Last year did not play up to his standard whatsoever, but it seems to have kind of found something. I I don't know if I love him in a anything more than maybe a top 10, top 20 style bet. Right. Um, but I do like the value on Charlie Hoffman. I do feel like he's kind of gone under the radar because so many people are thinking about the, the scorecard length and they're thinking bombers are going to win this thing. But the U.S. Mm-hmm said they're not going to make this thing play longer than 7400 yards pretty much any day so this is not that long of a golf course he's plus 225 for a top 20 on DraftKings, and you were asked, talking about dechambo plus 275 to miss the cut i'm telling you yeah, that's about, that's, that's value yeah. that's real value for a guy who's seemingly really in and out week to week on the pga tour he, mm-hmm. he is not a consistent player can i throw two at you here real quick as as far as top 20s are concerned but real quick, just as far as a general perception of this specific tournament, and I know that it changes as far as where they're playing, but you don't really, f- and this is my assessment that I always defer to you on, but this is a star-driven tournament, right? Where the majority of people who win the U.S. Open are household names. So I imagine that makes it even more difficult to mine somebody. Forget plus 125,000, just somebody in like the mid-range as far as winning this. Yeah, it is. And I feel like this tournament and the Masters get the most public action of the four majors. I mean, at least in this country. Overseas, obviously, it's the Open Championship. But the PGA Championship doesn't get the same kind of public action as these two majors do, for just for whatever reason. So I think it's really hard to get some value. And it makes it even harder this week because you have a known venue. So someone like Tony Finau, who he's not going to win this week but I'll be darned if I don't have a top 10 on him because he basically is a lock to be in the top 20. So I'm willing to risk that he's going to be in the top 10. He, he just has a great record in this tournament. What's that about plus 188 or something? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's not, it's something, you know, yeah. it's not a lot of money. You're not, you're not making a 10 to one here. Right. On a top 10 bet, but I still think you can get, a. you have to kind of grind your way to a profit this week. You, unless you get a freak accident at like Phil winning the PGA, you're probably going to get someone 30 to one or less that wins. And you're probably going to get a rando who's the first round leader. So you're going to really be throwing darts for that. So I think in a week like this, you look at matchups, top tens, top twenties, and that's how you get your profit. Yep. We we need a real quick, we need the Brooks custom prop. And I don't mean Brooks like Brooks Kepka. I mean the Barrett Brooks <laughs> custom prop, which is what are the odds? And they have to be ridiculously, insanely high, Ryan. But the odds in which we would get, forget the USGA, but due to circumstance, that final pairing on Sunday, and they don't even need to be at the top, but just a final pairing on Sunday with Brooks and Bryson. Oh, man. Uh, I, I don't really have a, a lot of belief in Bryson this week. I know you just picked him. To I don't either. <laughs> I think Brooks has something in mind for this week. I mean, I, this, is kind of, this is his jam with a chip on his shoulder to get mad at everybody and play some good golf, and he yep. was straight garbage at the Palmetto Championship last week, so this is exactly what he does when he plays well in majors plays horrible the week before and then all of a sudden he's t3 through 54 holes so i would think it's probably plus twenty five thousand to get him in the final group but it would be a really if you really believed in all the hype of that i would bet him to finish one two in a in an exacta mm-hmm. and if you could get a, a good number that you probably get twenty thousand on that uh if you were going to get him finish one two he was garbage in that final round at kiowa too Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's, and that's that is a trend, by the way. I mean, yeah. the last three or four times he's had a chance to put one away, add to that four major tally, he has backed off pretty hard on Sunday. So I, I'm not saying he can't win a fifth major. He's got he obviously has the game to get himself there a lot, but the last few times he has not been the aggressor that he was uh, the first four times that he won. I took Kepka. Hold on, Harry, real quick. Hold on, real quick. We're gonna break on the network. Still live on the Jacob Media YouTube page. It's the myth. Go ahead, Harry. I took Kepka in the matchup over DeChambeau, plus 105. And one of the other matches I want to run by you, I took Brandon Grace over Bubba Watson. Yeah, I really like Grace this week. Mm-hmm. Good kind of course fit. I mean, we do. I do something every week where I kind of look at top 25 finish average, what your breakdown is, how you gain strokes as a player in the five quadrants, five categories. And Brandon Grace lines up really well as somebody who should play this course. Very nicely. He's a good U.S. Open pass. Played pretty well at Kiowa. And yeah. he's, he's found something again this year. Ryan, I'm going to give you two plays, top 20 plays that uh, I like. One I think everybody likes, but I'm still going to take the value. Harry's been talking about him now for since the field opened up. And that, again, is, is Kokrat at plus 220 as a top 20 play. The other one that I really like, and maybe this is be riding high off of that Hudson Swapper top 20 last week, but Chan Kim at plus 1,600 to sneak in top 20. Your thoughts on either or both? If you're going to go for someone for overseas, I really like Ryo Ishikawa okay. for top 20. When he had PGA Tour membership, you go back to 2012, 2014, top 15 finishes in the Farmers Insurance Open. He's coming off of wins in Japan. Yes, he plays very poorly over here relative to his star level there. But I love him this week as a top 20 bet. I, I think he's a really interesting value. Um, 
uh, that uh, you know, I would take him over Chan. Um, okay. That that's that's one of the ones I was looking through the research today. Where I was like, this name just popped out at me, thinking, where where did this come from? Uh, but it, it's in the data. I mean, it, it's there. So I think he's a really interesting top twenty. Uh-oh. I'd love to he's hear the- Mad Dog Russo say his name. Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> Here's the problem, though, right? You say uh, you said Ishikawa, correct? Yes. Yep. All right. Now, this is the problem that I have is I slammed the top Asian prop, Hideki Matsuyama, who, who should be there, who should be playing well in this tournament. At plus, yeah. I got plus money, Ryan, at plus 125 for Matsuyama as the top Asian. That seemed a little off. I'm more confident in him in both him and Kim. But now with your long shot here in Ishikawa, I'm a little concerned. I might have to sweat this out. <laughs> I mean, Matsuyama's got a good farmer's insurance record, a couple of top 15 finishes in the last three years. So he he knows what he's doing on this golf course. I, I think he will play pretty well. And that you're getting plus money on the reigning Masters champion to be the top Asian player, I think you almost have to take that. But I feel like, again, like Ishikawa just kind of randomly shows up every once in a while, plays okay, and that's on a golf course like this that he's seen before. And if it were just a random every seven years major course he'd never seen before. I wouldn't even think about this, but because he has seen this course and he seems to play best when he feels comfortable, which is in Japan, he feels comfortable here. I kind of like him. Awesome. I took that Sung JM plus 125 for a top 40. That's not bad. Yeah. He is in the wilderness right now. I I know. No idea what's going on with him. He's lost his confidence in his short game and it's, it's hurting him badly. Ryan, we appreciate you, brother. We know yeah, uh, great stuff. The days coming up. So again, at Ryan Ballingy is how you follow him on Twitter at Golf Newsnet for thegolfnewsnet.com. And as Harry and I know you guys are talking on the Swinging and Dig It podcast. So there's a lot of golf and there's a lot of ways to make money. So do you have a sneaky DFS play at all? I mean, we've named a bunch of guys out here. So like Ishikawa, even if it's uh, Kim that we talked about. about Okay. Justin Suh is yeah. – we do a trending model every week. I mean, he's a great player. He's going to be a good play, good pro in about three years. But he is so erratic. It's really hard for me to, to like him a lot. Um, I guess if I were going to go someone kind of reach into the the 6,000s, it's not Ryo Ishikawa. Mm. Uh, I, I had a really hard time loving someone this week in the 6,000s doing this for our DraftKings article. Um <laughs> And just couldn't get to someone really, really loved. But if I'm going to kind of pull down, I'll, I'll pull up who I liked in the uh, – Russell Hanley is kind of interesting to me. Wilco Nienbier, I always say his name wrong. But Wilco is a great price of all, about 5,000 yards off the tee. We go Nienaber. Because – yeah, I'm, I, I'm always going to butcher that. But South African kid who is hit at 360, 370 off the tee, if he can – just keep it straight. He's going to make the cut, and he could be a really four rounds at sub seven thousand in a major. I think you can get four rounds out of him, even a top twenty-five, if he just keeps it on the planet. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. It, brother. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Nice. Great for you, bro. Ryan Balanchy again at Ryan Balanchy at Golf Newsnet, eGolfNewsnet.com. We've got some interesting news developing here in the NBA that we'll spend some time on coming up next. 
You think it was just tonight? Well, I might I might have to stand corrected here. Uh-oh. Yeah, this this yeah. could be a problem. Now, I'm trying to get in, trying to get in on the series, but a lot of the – you can't even bet on the Western Conference right now. You That's can't. how bad things are. Nope. Wow. We're back with overtime coming up next. And we'll see you all on SportsMap Radio tomorrow. Football in Philadelphia is a lifestyle. A passion from birth and a personal responsibility to know the game. Boo when necessary. And think about every second of every minute of every hour of every day. Birds 365 was created for you. Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Birds 365. Start your morning with Johnny Mac and Jody Mac across the Jacob Media Network. Watch it live on YouTube. All right, overtime here on the Jacob Media YouTube page. Leave us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the channel. It is brought to you by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to steersnacks.com. And we always broadcast live from the Fritz and Bean Cooley Law Studio. If you know someone who suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz directly, a tough lawyer for a tough town. And Kawhi Leonard, it looks like, has suffered a torn ACL. So that's it. Oh, my God. I hate to do it. it. Wow. And look. Oh, man. Jazz. Or the Clippers, I don't think here's the thing healthy, healthy, you would have a ridiculous time beating the Phoenix Suns. Now we are joined by Bookins, Jeff Parles, Vsons, Jeff Parles. You can see this guy everywhere at Jeff Parles on Twitter, of course, and he's rocking the hat. He has yeah. fired Joey B as the official odds maker. Now, what color is that? A teal? What is no, that? this is blue. This this is this is uh, Carolina blue. Oh, okay. So right. uh, <laughs> the, blue, the blue category hits. Uh, I would imagine that there might have even been no odds on blue because I don't think I've ever worn a blue hat on the show. No, well, yeah. Teal, teal was six to one according to Joey B. Well, again, uh, look, look. Uh, th- there are no hard feelings towards Joey B, but. When, when when a casino or 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 people on here are trying to at least not get destroyed by the public, you at least have to know what the situation is. For this, this is this is a chill program. This is right. this is the, I, I could wear a hat. I could I could come in with a with, with with an NBA jersey. You guys would love it. It would be totally cool. I came on Veasan with a hat. I would probably lose a day of pay. Mm. it's not the same situation so look there's no hard feelings but look at some point that the sports book the fictional sports book that's being run on these high hat odds uh at some point you're gonna go broke and and those odds from saturday yeah it it just it it caused the casino to go broke and when that happens heads have to roll so uh, look no no hard feelings for joey b and Maybe it was wow. just because he had too many pina coladas in, in Hawaii, but uh, uh, enough was enough. The house is just getting killed too badly. <laughs> Last time I saw this beating was when I tried to clear a grand out of my barstool account, and they told me, uh, <laughs> sorry, 
Kruger, no here. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, you know, Aton just announced it before we brought you on about the injury to Kawhi that he's yeah. out now with an ACL. Uh, what what do you see as far as the landscape for the NBA playoffs? Given that and the Chris Paul situation, we yeah. got injuries. We got injuries everywhere. Well, I mean, look, uh, this morning it basically has been a, a three weeks worth of news has come out before it even has hit even hitting one o'clock on the East Coast, and, and heck, it's still still two hours until the afternoon here. Uh, the Kawhi news obviously is horrible. Um, that series is now over, uh, assuming Donovan Mitchell can stay healthy. Uh, unless if Paul George finds his Indiana form from seven, eight years ago when they were playing the Heat, I don't see how the Clippers can realistically compete in this series without Kawhi. And uh, again, if it, it, I, 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 the reporting's been kind of odd on this because it's an ACL injury was what I saw. I don't know if uh, – the new report said it's a tear, which obviously, if that's the case, then see ya. It's uh, it, it, that's a that's nine months at least for Kawhi if it's a tear. Um, but look, uh, it's just hard to envision the Clippers winning that series now. And uh, look, the, the CP3 stuff, what that that guy's breaks in the postseason have just been so horrible throughout his career. Obviously, the Hammy, uh, the year they should have beat Golden State in the Western Conference Finals earlier this year, it looked like there's going to be another one of those with the shoulder. Instead, now it's a, a COVID positive test. Uh, it seems like it's a breakthrough COVID positive test, which is even more unlucky since that's a, 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 like a less than a, a half of a percent occurrence in the country at this point. So just absolutely horrible luck. And you hope CP3 can get through the get through uh, it quickly. You'd see him in 10 days. And maybe the Clippers push Utah to seven and CP3 only misses a game or two. Which, in all honesty, Harry, if it's if it's Utah, game one, game two in Utah, even if CP3 plays, those are games Phoenix was going to be an underdog anyway. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it's uh it, it's not a, it's the minimum ten days missed for CP3 uh, with that COVID positive. You know, looking at um looking at the East and the West, what are the odds of right now that the East wins it all? And they've got to be you know substantially higher now, especially with LeBron being out. Well, well, so Barrett, the Nets have been favored. We had a very odd circumstance earlier this week where the Nets were the favorite to win the NBA title, but they were an underdog in their series against Milwaukee, which I don't <laughs> think I've ever seen that before. But it just, again, you got to keep in mind, a lot of these odds are just based off of the liability that books have 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 made, have made uh, built up throughout the year. And the Nets have obviously just been bet and bet and bet and before the Kyrie injury. Who the hell was stopping them? No one was stopping them. And now, I mean, last night it took a a virtuoso performance from KD to get that win last night. And Jeff Green having the the best offensive game he's had probably in a in a decade. Uh, but right now, Barrett, look, no one has odds up on the NBA championship because of the injury to Kawhi and the CP3 positive test. Uh, right now, Brooklyn's a minus one forty to win the East, which. Uh, look, uh, it's probably about right because I, I think they'll find a way to win one of the next two against Milwaukee. And that was not a, a, Joel's knee finally looked like it was finally bothering him in game four. And I still think they have enough to beat Atlanta. I, I still think the Sixers are much better than the Hawks are. Uh, but in the series against Brooklyn, if, if Embiid is hampered and Durant is not, even if Harden is injured and Kyrie's not, not playing or, playing at less than 100%, that's just a hard ask for the Sixers 
to beat the Nets in a series if if Embiid's knee is really starting to balk. I'm telling you, this thing right now, you can't even bet the West. And right, no. that's not no. up. No, no. But here's the thing: like Chris Paul, that that's not an injury. Chris Paul is going to be back, and this is what I was saying right before we went to you, Jeff, which is. A lot of us had the, the Suns beating a healthy Jazz and a healthy Clippers team before all this came down. So it doesn't change anything for me that the Suns are going to be in the NBA Finals. The only way that changes is if, like, if I would imagine since it sounds like CP3 was fully vaccinated that this that he is symptomatic and that's why I even got the test. Um, but, look, it's it just one of those uh, where – if he can play, even if he misses the first two games, I think it kind of goes back to what I just said before. Even if he misses the first two games and it's Utah, Utah's going to be a favorite in those first two games. Wouldn't shock me if Utah got out 2-0 anyway if CP3 was playing regardless uh, of, of, of health. And you'd imagine he'd be able to get back for game three based off the way the calendar is going to work. And I agree with you. I still think Phoenix, as of right now, they are the biggest competition of Brooklyn uh, still. They still are, and uh, they're very deep. They're great defensively, and and Devin Booker's a star too. So it's not like yeah. it's not like CP3 is only their only star. They still have a bona fide all star in Book there. So I, I agree with you. I still think Phoenix is coming out of the West. And again, as long as CP3 doesn't miss more than that mandatory ten to fourteen days. All right, good question coming from the stream, and then I got one for you for the oh, College quick, World Series. I'm gonna have to unless. Our EP here, Xander, can can end things. I'm going to have to jet with handle something with my wife real quick. All right, I don't does, think she's going the, to labor, but I'll let you know if she does. Does the P stand for Parles or Puma on the hat? Oh, this is Puma, but I mean, you can do whatever whatever anyone wants. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but uh, it's it's a Puma hat. I mean, look, uh, they, they uh, oh, see now you get my hat here, but right, look the. Uh, these these hats are pretty good, and I usually don't like adjustable hats, but this one actually fits pretty uh pretty nicely. Okay, now I don't know what we're doing to finish this, but the College World Series is any interest uh, from you outside of Vanderbilt? There's not a lot of value there. Is there any play down the board that I, says- I mean, Vandy v- Vandy's so much better than everybody yeah. else. I mean, when you have legitimately two guys that should be top five picks in the MLB draft in your rotation, you're going to be pretty difficult to beat in a double elimination tournament. Uh, like the College World Series is. Uh, they could definitely caught a break from Arkansas, bowing out as the number one overall seed to NC State over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, down the board, Arizona's the only one that's intriguing. They're about 12 to 1. Uh, I'm kind of surprised they're that far down the board. They're pretty damn good. But uh, I-, I think Vandy's going to win this thing. But again, it's baseball. It's college baseball. Anything. Right. Anything. I mean, we've seen Coastal Carolina win a title in the last uh, five years. We've seen... Fresno State in the last decade as a as basically one of the last teams in the tournament winning the College World Series. Wild things can happen in Omaha. No doubt. Now I don't you know I don't know what uh, is it, if it Aton's coming back. No, uh, he's uh he's he's taking care of business. So uh, at this point we got Boet shut down. Parles, we appreciate you, bro. By the um, way, uh, Harry, but I, yeah. I just have one question though. Yeah. The uh, tomorrow, obviously the U.S. Open. Yeah. Who, who are you on? Well, I'm on a lot of different guys. I got a lot of matchups working. As far as a winner, uh, I usually don't get involved in that until Saturday morning, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, after after two rounds. But uh, it's a couple of guys that I, I really like 
Victor Hovland for some reason. I think that he could actually pull in some value there at 25 plus 2,500. Um, you know, Kepka in a top 10 doesn't give you a whole lot, but I think he's going to show up too. I can't pick him to win, but I'm taking him over DeChambeau in a matchup. But I got a lot of stuff working, man. Tons. The, uh, the, guy, the guy this week, the guy this week, uh, is uh is our guy Patrick Reed who everybody loves to hate. I love him. But but yeah. but he obviously he won there earlier this year in the uh in the regular tournament that's played uh yep. at Tory Pines. The only difference is one round is played at the uh the North Course which is not being utilized at all in this uh US Open, but mm-hmm. Patrick Reed's the one guy I look at. I I grabbed them top 20. Uh there was a plus 105 out here that was pretty fortunate. Top 20 grabbed them top 10 as well over $2. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. And look, if you can get a, if you can get any prices that are good on Tony Finau top twenty guys, he's going to finish in the top twenty and not win. That's yeah, right. Requirement in majors. That's exactly. I think he's only plus one eighty eight for a top ten. I, I, you know what? I I still think he'll probably get there. Yeah. yeah. It's just what he is. <laughs> yep. All right, Jeff. We appreciate it, man. Great stuff and guys. good luck with all your plays. Thank you, guys. I'll see you guys next week. All, all right, bro. All right, Barrett. We'll see you tomorrow. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.